This is Matt Gerald, Corporal Lyle Wainfleet from Avatar. You're listening to the Below the Belt Show, reminding you to get some. The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Right, guys, it's time for another episode of BTV Below the Belt in the Mother Epic House. We are back, back, guys, in 2023 after a, possibly a four week hiatus. I know. Hey, Merry Christmas! <laughs> That's the last time we <laughs> were here, was the Christmas show. Are we New finished with Christmas shows now? Are we finished? Uh, I know, I know. We had like three Christmas shows in a row, but uh, guys, we are Let's back. Do one more. We are back in 2023. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I miss doing BTB. I miss, uh, you know, uh, entertaining the the millions and millions of fans across the world. Uh, nonetheless, let's go ahead and introduce our Happy New Year panel for our season premiere yeah. of BTB. That's right. Of course, I am the one and only. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most. And joining me tonight is the one and the only, my partner in crime. He is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. Now, see, I told you when we go away on hiatus <laughs> that everybody dies. <laughs> right. Like, we'll have like. Well, like 20 celebrity deaths is always so depressing. Yeah, we're going to we always close the show on a somber note. Yeah, so I guess yeah, we should sad note. tradition and, and talk about some of those yeah. those names. But you're right, Chachi. Well, I do have a question. What does DeMar Hamlin, what does he consider now? Because, I mean, he did you see that game? Well, are you alluding to the game that where he had the heart attack? Where the you couldn't tell if it was a him or not. And they, he still hasn't talked about it yet. I, I don't get that. I mean, he's lucky to be alive, man, you know? Well, I, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, the game, the guy was all covered up, and, like, he was, like, a three feet away from the cameras all the time. He had, like, what are a, you alluding to, Paul? What? You, just just tell just, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it, but, I mean, there's so many conspiracy theories about him. I mean, but I'm not saying that. Four that's minutes into the first episode, and we have our first conspiracy, conspiracy theory. theory. <laughs> Here we go. Well, should yeah, we the new year. Should we introduce him, first of all, guys? <laughs> Guys, he is the one and only, the Sith Lord, Paul I Darth Wallace. <laughs> Joining us on BTB with all his controversy. <laughs> and I don't think, I mean, as I said, I'm just saying, I mean, if you look at the, I mean, I don't know if you saw that or not, but. <laughs> all right, let's you. go ahead and introduce the fourth member of our panel, guys. Uh, he's an actor extraordinaire uh, with some new monikers to add. There we go. Including the one hit one. I'm sorry. The one line wonder. <laughs> um, <laughs> the co-star king, Mr. Showtime. <laughs> uh, 
uh, the one and only Vinny Mac. Vinny Mac back on the attack here on BTB. Sorry, I, I've got the shakes from my booster here. I, I might drop dead. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Is See, that I didn't even mention that one. Oh, boy. Here we go. Are, are you alluding to a conspiracy theory as well? <laughs> <laughs> It's not a conspiracy. It's not paranoia if it's true. You know, right. that's what they say. <laughs> but it's good to be back. What's up, BTB? Yeah, good to see happy you. 2023, guys. What's going on? I missed you guys. And uh, a lot of stuff has been going on in the world of entertainment. But before we get into that, I guess um, while we were on hiatus, um, I got to check out Disney World, the most magical place on Earth. Uh, and I got to check out three of the four three theme parks um the, animal the kingdom former, the former most magical place on earth for oh former because of some <laughs> other controversies that i'm yeah. sure paul darth Walsh would love to talk about um i had to get with the with the success of avatar i had to experience avatar the the flights of passage because someone i know quoted that ride as being the best ride he's ever been on in his entire life wow was it good and those are those are strong words to live by. So because I couldn't get a lightning pass for that one, um, I stood in line for approximately three hours and <laughs> endured. You could, have, you could have watched the, the whole movie while you were in line. I could have watched the whole movie by then in <laughs> yeah. the three hours that I was uh, standing in the queue. Um, but I got to say, man, it was spectacular, guys. It's It was, it was amazing. It, there is nothing like it, guys. It's you're very immersed into this avatar world. It's a very um, 3D experience. Um, no f- flying in Pandora, you know, and uh, um, I think it's it's basically that soaring ride at Epcot on steroids. Okay. So if you've been oh, on the cool. soaring ride, it's kind of like that phenomena. But you know, the, the um, supposedly you're on this, uh, you know, those beasts, those flying beasts in in Pandora, and you're you're going. You know, you're going through the water and you're going through, you know, all this uh, terrain. And uh, it was just, I mean, you literally felt like you're in another world, man. It was, it was incredible. I can't say any more amazing, more things about that particular ride. Did you film uh, it while you were on it? No, uh, you can't. Well, there's not really a means to do that. I guess you could be that ass. Yeah, you could have done it. <laughs> I think they, they So you could have shared with all of us. I, yeah. I yeah, it's one yeah. of those kind of things where you get to enjoy it in the, the moment. In the actual moment. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Yes, taking, like, you know, those boat rides. You could do, like, the Navi boat ride, which is their other, other Avatar ride, and take, you know, video and photo, which I did. Okay. But for that immersive 3D experience, you had to, I mean, it's, you know, James Cameron's, um, you know, baby, you know, and he created this amazing, uh, amazing, um, you know, franchise. And, of course, they made it into an amazing film. And at Animal Kingdom, they have that upside down rock, a replica of it. And it was just so spectacular to see in person. It was so super cool. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, and wow. the, yeah, and you know the, the safari ride's a lot of fun, and they say that the Mount Everest uh, expedition uh, roller coaster is one of the best coasters in Disney. And I pretty much have to agree with that, but I got that's to a pretty ex- cool ride. Yeah, it is a very very fun coaster, but I gotta admit, I really enjoyed the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot. So that's one of the highlighted uh, attractions at Epcot. It's brand new. In fact, they have a virtual queue, which is really needed oh, because. Yeah, because I mean that would that was going to be an easy a three hour uh, you know queue again and that you know 
for for one of the newer rides. But uh, it was a it's really good cool if you can get post. into it. I mean, that's the same See, thing they, they have with start Rise of Resistance. The film. To show, start yeah. Clear, I mean, to show the film. Yeah. That means they they need better ways to entertain the people in the queues. Yeah, you know, maybe like a like a bartender, you know, or, or um, you know, passing out drinks, or you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, you got to think of some something like a little more entertaining. Well, see, the Avatar they did have one of the Navi and submerged in a tank, so that was kind of cool. Mm. When you got closer to the end of the ride, so that was cool. But yeah, a lot of these queues get really long and really annoying. But uh, Guardians Galaxy, very you know, highly rated. I was awesome. I was also at Epcot for their really cool. Um, Art and film, sorry, their arts and food festival, and uh, they had pretty much the bougiest things you can get at kiosk, like seared scallops and um, a deconstructed French onion soup. <laughs> like, How much did that cost? I mean, like I could even imagine. You know, it's not like much. Some, yeah, like it's not much. It's not much. It's, it's like less than you would think. And these these um for seared, Disney prices, it's pretty cheap. That's like, what I'm but, saying. I think it was like. But they're, they're more like of, finger foods. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're yeah. appetizer size, but for for a very very reasonable price, you know. Um, uh, and then you go to the different countries throughout the Epcot, and you can get like I got the General Tso's dumplings uh, from China, Ooh. which are awesome. I got you know. Um, yeah, you can literally get fat around the world. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, indulge in a drink or two, you know. Um, yeah. So that was definitely one of the highlights of Epcot. And you know, I had to do. Uh, you're a Sith Lord, Paul. You know, you know, you gotta do Galaxy's Edge if you're a Star Wars fan. I am. How was so, that? I, I heard it, I heard mixed things on. Galaxy's I Edge. loved Galaxy's Edge. Got to check out Oga's Cantina. Got to use the Lightning Lane for Smuggler's Run. My That's big cool. disappointment for the second time in a row, I miss the Rise of Resistance. This time because uh, there was maintenance during the day, sucks, and because sucks. of that. Uh, when it was when it was available later in the day, it was a four hour wait, and that was like the oh, end. Man. So I have to go back now. I have to experience Rise of the Resistance. It fucking eluded me, and I'm pissed because I've been to the fucking <laughs> uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge twice. The first time Rise wasn't open yet, it was still they were still building it. And that was in Disneyland. The second time it was under maintenance. So for whatever god well, what drink, reason, what drink did you get from the cantina? Oh, I you know what? Um, I was a little uh, under the weather, so to speak. So I, I got yeah. the uh, non-alcoholic drink, the blue bantha milk. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got the fuzzy tauntaun from the cantina. Oh, is that the one that's really? Popped? Yeah. Yeah, and actually made you, makes your mouth a little numb. It's really cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and they actually have um, a dish in a like it's. Very reminiscent of um, Yoda's, uh, baby Yoda's eggs that he likes to eat, the amphibian eggs. Uh, they oh, had nice. A, oh, uh, a dish remis- reminiscent of that. I know that baby Yoda, Grogu, got a little bit of controversy for eating all those eggs. but That uh, was, yeah. Yeah, people actually were pissed. It was so yeah. funny. <laughs> Did you get any um, blue and green milk, too? Because he's eating, yeah, eating alien eggs. Well, I got the blue drink at the Oga's Cantina, so, and I recall okay. doing the frozen blue drink um at disneyland so you know i figured i'd try something a little different so uh did you ride the princess and the frog ride no that's that that was the park that eluded me was magic kingdom yeah oh you didn't go back to kingdom that's that was the that was the park that i skipped because when they had a three-day pass and yeah interesting enough Vinny. yes um that has i I don't 
has it transitioned over to the Princess? No, the last weekend for um, Splash Mountain was this past weekend. Ah. And it shut shut down. um, Yeah, it shut down when it closed on Sunday, and they already had like a wall around it on Monday morning to start construction. So, you think I missed uh, my opportunity to get on Splash Mountain? Well, that was the last time, yeah. You could have been the last person to ride Splash Mountain. Oh, wow. You know what? (laughs) Damn, dude. But but on the final day, there. On the final day, it was almost like a four-hour wait to ride the ride. Oh, so okay. many people are trying to that ride That sounds it. like any ride at Disney World. Wow, so <laughs> people are trying to get in their uh, yeah. Brera, I'm still, rabbits. I'm still upset about. Um, I thought you know one of my favorite rides at Magic Kingdom, yeah. and it was canceled for no reason. It was a canceled ride. Yeah, I mean, we hear about canceled celebrities, canceled movies. This was a canceled, canceled ride, amusement yes. park ride, gentlemen. Yeah. So this is uh, definitely which, <laughs> which I spoke on before um, that it was canceled and not for a good reason either. Because if you know the history of Song of the South and Uncle Remus stories, which that yeah. movie was based on, mm-hmm. it was all taken word for word from African American stories. Yeah, and. And like you know, in the same dialect that um, they were told, and I'm kind of the thinking, the did South, that movie, did that movie win an award too? I think back in the day, like an Oscar. Well, yeah, like Song of the South. Um, the main star um, um, became the first black man to ever win an Oscar, and it was yeah. an honorary Oscar that came out. I think it might have been like ten years after the movie came out. It might have been on for a re-release. So it kind and, of tarnishes you know, his legacy because if they yeah, canceled back the then, movie, you know, back then yeah. they didn't really like to give black people Oscars and stuff. So Walt Disney actually fought the Academy to, um, cause he thought that he deserved an Oscar oh, wow. and, and they gave it to him. Um, so Splash Mountain was like the wokest ride they had and they canceled it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a shocking <laughs> because it got a bad rip over the years. People, um, who, most people who never saw the movie assumed that it took place during slavery mm-hmm. and that wasn't the case. It was, um, post civil war. And right. because they saw like a black man on a plantation, they're like, oh, well, he's got to be a slave. You know, even though mm-hmm. many people worked on plantations after um, the yeah. Civil War. Right. And it was one of the first movies where a um, where a black actor was um, the star of the movie and seen in a positive light because he's, he's looked up to yeah. by the kids in the movie. Um, right. So it was very uh, groundbreaking movie and groundbreaking stories. Um, and people thought because of the way the. Um, cartoon characters by the way the cartoon characters were voiced by african-americans and i think the movie came out in the um 40s which was almost unheard of back then right to have um you know black voice actors and they and some people assumed because of the way that they spoke in the movie that it was a racist depiction but that was actually the exact um vernacular that they used um, when they told the stories um wow. Wow. When they were written down, so I, I would think you did your research. You did, you did your legwork into this as to why yeah. it was inappropriately it, canceled. Right, and people might say like, "Well, why? You know, why didn't Disney tell people that?" Because Disney doesn't care. They they made their money yeah. off the movie. They don't want to. I mean, you know, and people are insane online. Well, you know, they people can't don't make money on the movie the anymore. That's why they're just going right. to. People don't care about the truth and money. like and like um. You know, and, and there's other stuff that people thought was a racist depiction in the movie with the um the figure made out of out of tar, but that was actually taken directly from um the African American stories. Also, it, it was a depiction that they used in the stories, and that didn't become a racial slur until like years later. Mm. So well, I mean, that's like another reason why people Redskins. assumed. Yeah. I mean, the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins. Redskins. 
they, they were named by Native Americans who actually even designed the logo. It's like they had like four or five Native Americans on the team. They said, hey, let's call our team the Redskins. And that's why they were the Redskins. It wasn't some white dude saying, hey, let's call this team the Redskins to be racist. It's like wow. it was Native wow. Americans that named that team. Wow. That. Well, we could we could go on crazy different okay, tangents could, here, could, but yeah, I think we, we can go on. Uh, let's start everything going on in the world of entertainment. So here we go. Awesome. It okay. is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. Yeah, well, we, got no, we got no news now. I mean, there's nothing happened. Benji in the past. and Joe, buddy. Nothing happened in the last four <laughs> weeks, so we got no Hollywood news. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I know the four weeks. Well, you know what's uh, pretty much the same is the number one movie from last month is Avatar: The Way of the Water, <laughs> um, <laughs> making uh, making another twenty um, twenty million over the weekend for a. Well, total isn't that a sign that like people like non woke movies? Because people said people were trying to cancel that movie, it really didn't work. But I mean, see, I didn't even. Where, where, what aspects do you feel were woke in Avatar: Way of the Water? No, I mean, no, no but he, I mean, people were trying to cancel because they said it, it, was, it was betraying like Native Americans, which really wasn't Native, true. They're, but, they're blue aliens, dude. I'm well aware of that. But people were saying boycotted because of that. Oh my god. You didn't hear about that? <laughs> I just yeah, think I it's that. just crazy. They just almost like nitpicking the movie for 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 uh, just to find something to to fucking complain yeah. about. Yeah. You know. I'm surprised people want to complain nowadays. Right. That's not like them. So it made yeah. 20, 20 million over the weekend for a domestic uh, total of five hundred and ninety eight million. However, worldwide. Uh, it is the sixth film in history to cross the two billion mark. Whew. That it was not adjusted for inflation. That is. Um, but it did make its money back because it wasn't a two billion dollars to make the movie. Was it? What did it have a budget of two million? Holy shit! It smokes. was a budget of two billion. Yeah. Yeah. That with marketing. So the breaking. So right now is the profit. I mean, before they were just breaking evens. So. Yeah. And, and James Cameron now is the first director to have three films over two billion. Holy shit! Three was the first Titanic. Yeah, the uh, oh, Titanic yeah. Yeah. and uh, Avatar, uh, the first Avatar in two thousand nine. Yeah, but you know, but you know, the, the thing is, like, that's only what like um, a thousand tickets though for Avatar two. Because it's like each ticket like ten thousand dollars now. It's like seven thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, with inflation, it's ten thousand dollars. Right. No, I'm saying my math is a little off, but I mean tickets are. I mean. I do AMC A list, so it's included for me. But like, nice. I, I know my ticket was like would have been like twenty five dollars mm-hmm. in the three um, D um, Dolby theater. Right. Oh, okay. So tickets are up there now. They're up there. Um, another interesting trivia: Zoe Saldana, who was just in the Baltimore area shooting Linus, has now has four billion dollar mo- movies under her belt: two oh, Avatar dude. movies and two Avengers movies. That's uh, interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah, Av- Avatar um, uh, in 2009, the original one, Way of the Water this year, and then, of course, Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War. That's insane. Insane. Um, <clears throat> the second, third, fourth, and fifth, respectively, uh, is Puss, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, 
Megan with the number three for the E. I'm actually surprised on that one, though, because, I mean, that's been out for a while, and it's a PG-13. I, I think it would have done better as an R. As an R movie, right? But it's PG-13. It's crazy. Um, missing number four and A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks at shot in Pittsburgh. Uh, that's the number five movie. Uh, See, I almost worked on that, but I was just busy. That you week, almost so. worked on that, Big Paul? Mm-hmm. Well, not, well, not, that would have been a lot of fun. They, they asked me to come in, on, and I was like, I'm busy that week, so I was like, oh. <laughs> Right. Yeah, missing, um, I thought, was very overrated. Overrated? Really? Yeah, it's like one of those kind of movies where everything is on the screen, like on a computer screen. And they had uh, ones like that before. I think um, yeah. what the movie see. Unfriended, I think it was, where like mm-hmm. you know you're watching a computer screen and you see like like online chats and FaceTime and mm-hmm. and you see the, like the um you know the, the doorbell the um ring doorbell on the screens. It's, it's all on the screens. So nothing happens like in the room with a oh, video camera. It's all like technology. Right. Huh. Um, but another big movie that's uh, hopefully going to, because I do support this man's work because I work with him, is M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Knock at the Cabin with uh, Washington, D.C.'s own Dave Batista. That's going to be coming out, I believe, two Fridays from now. Um, I think the trailer looks really dumb. The, you, you thought the trailer looked dumb? <laughs> it does. See, the biggest twist is they didn't have a twist. Yeah. Because you know that he's uh, just going to throw some stupid twist and then ruin the whole movie. I'll tell you what, though, man. Dave's come a long way, man. Glass Onion. No, I'm talking about M. Night Shyamalan. Every movie he has has a twist, yeah. and so you can't even expect the twist because it's like you know there's one coming. There's there's one coming, yeah. No, M. <laughs> M. Night's like either the movie's going to be great or dog shit, and there's Ooh, never any in between. Wow. You know, like, like, like Glass was was dog shit, but um, Unbreakable See, and um, been Split awesome, was though, amazing. Just... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I can... I've, very little faith in him. Did you see the movie Old? Uh, I was disappointed uh, yes. on that. Okay, w- would that be um, on one side of the spectrum or the other? I remember liking Old. Okay, so that was one of the good. I remember ones. liking it, yeah. Okay, but like I, you know, was it was the movie with like the grandparents? Um, no, no, no. That's that's the visit. The old is no, more know, like no, no. I know, I know. It's a different old. movie. I'm saying that's the visit is the other one I like of his. Yeah, the visit was good. Yeah, but old was weird because it was like they went to the beach and they all become old, and it's just like a bunch of pharmaceutical guys testing them. I mean, it's like that's weird. Oh, that's what it was. There's pharmaceutical. Oh, I didn't know. That. There's yeah. pharmaceutical guys testing to see what it, the effects are on that, if they can somehow make money off of it. Look at, look at Darth Paul giving away the twist. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody saw it by now. It's been out for what two mm-hmm. years. But the next thing uh, is some Marvel tidbits. Not much, um, but. Dave Batista did confirm that he is done portraying Drax. He said he's grateful for Drax. He loves him, but it's a relief. He said it wasn't all pleasant. It was hard playing that role. The makeup process was beating him down. And he doesn't want Drax to be his legacy. He says it's a mm. silly performance, and he wants to do more dramatic stuff. And mm. it's interesting because Ryan Johnson called Dave Batista the best former wrestler that's now an actor and i was kind of like a a dig at dwayne the rock johnson you know Man, that's maybe... a dig at hulk hogan too all his names <laughs> are awesome yeah. aren't they hulk hogan oh my god dude <laughs> I mean... Actually, you know what do you know who the best wrestling actor was it was roddy piper i mean he had an hour-long fight underrated he was underrated yeah. i mean after they live why didn't he get more movie offers he could have 
He totally could have. Yeah. I don't know why I don't he know never what got, happened. Yeah. Um, he was on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, uh, the Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania uh, dropped the trailer a little while back, but we got to see more of uh, uh, Kang the Conqueror's uh, abilities. Um, of course, he's played by Jonathan Majors. Yeah. And um, of course, we saw Cassie Lang, who has been recast. Um, um, for whatever reason, they didn't use the the, the same actress from uh, Avengers. Uh, I mean, is this uh, the Ed third or fourth, maybe? This is the I third Cassie Lang third casting. Okay. Yeah. For whatever reason, they. I mean, I, mean, I guess they got a. It's Catherine Newton, and she's kind of like the hot actress right yeah. now. And I think that's why they probably yeah. cast her in it. You know. Um, Chachi, you remember her from the Freaky movie? I know you're a fan of hers. There. Oh yeah. The with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's an under underrated movie. That is I an think. underrated movie. That was one of the few movies that were in the theaters during the pandemic. Yeah. Because there was only a handful yeah. of movies that that showed, and I it remember was Dave Freaky. Franco's debut. Right. Was Was Dave Franco in Freaky? Or, uh, yeah. No, he directed that movie that was number one at the box office. Oh he. Oh like, he did. Because nothing else was playing. God, what was that movie? Nobody saw it. Like it was number one at the box office and it made like less than a million dollars. Oh, okay. <laughs> huh. Um, but uh yeah, the, the trailer looks pretty dope, man. If you haven't got a chance to see it, check it out. Uh we also got a new trailer for Scream Six. Mm-hmm. And we br- we saw Hayden Panettiere. We haven't seen Hayden in a minute. Um no. she's w- one of the Characters back from Scream 4. So this new uh, trailer, uh, Ghostface, is in uh, a New York subway. And, of course, uh, the new It Hollywood actress, Jenna Ortega, is the star of that one. Who, You know what? I think Scream is coming at a a good time. Scream 6 (laughs) because, uh, you know, uh, Jenna Ortega is like uh, like the the biggest sensation right now, you know? Yeah. How happy you think that Scream um, was there? You had her. Oh, to have her, like, yeah. Really yeah. That. She, yeah. She was in Screen 5, but it was before oh, her no. advice. Well, she was. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she was in it before. Okay. Yeah. 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 And she's in that movie X, which you should check out with Britney Snow. <laughs> oh, yeah. With she's the Mia Goth film? Well. Oh, okay. The Mia Goth film, yeah. Wow. She's in that too, yeah. <laughs> so uh, definitely, uh, I know a lot of people are going back and watching this. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> we like Pause. to share. Uh, slow motion. Slow, uh, yeah. We like Am to I share. slow motion now? <laughs> I like to sh- uh, share images of of uh, of uh, <laughs> maybe not. Okay, uh, never mind. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. DC news. All right. So Jason Momoa is still going to be Aquaman despite James Gunn taking over and rebooting oh. the entire DC uh, universe uh, of film and television. I mean, what, one of the biggest controversies that upset a lot of us was Superman being recast, um, you know, and they're not going to bring back Henry Cavill. They're going to do a young oh, see, I have, Do you think that has to do with The Rock just throwing his weight around? Because did you hear about what happened with that? Well, I know The Rock is not coming back for Shazam either. Or sorry. Well, I know. But, but, too. Yeah, but what The Rock was doing, apparently, he said, hey, he wrote out this whole thing where it's just him and Henry Cavill having this back and forth and then having a whole universe by themselves. And I think that might have pissed him off by trying to force that. Really? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a couple of interviews about it. Well, like, and that's why they were like, we don't want another Shazam because he just, just was trying well, to like undermine everybody. See, this is what I mean. Now, see, they're going to bring back Jason Momoa's Aquaman, but they're not going to bring back Henry Cavill's Superman. That makes no gonna, sense. They're not going to bring well, back. I also heard rumors the they're going to bring Ezra Miller back, too, which makes no sense either. It's like, well, why bring him back? He's well, or, hit or they or them I or whatever. Think, they well, are. first of all, Flash is already in the can. And what they can do is explain how the multiverse, whatever Ezra Miller's Flash did to the multiverse, caused the new universe. Yeah. So that could be his last film as well. You know. But the thing is, is that it's not consistent. If you're going to bring Jason Momoa back as Aquaman, but not Henry Cavill, you know, not Ezra, despite his you know controversy, not Gal Gadot, which hasn't been confirmed yet. Okay. Um, whether she's going to be back. Of course, Vinny, you were closely with her on Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, I just texted her. She hasn't responded yet. She hasn't responded yet. (laughs) (laughs) What happens when you send a dick pic? There you go. Georgetown man hailing cab. All right. Um, But, uh, you know, Jason Momoa said the the meeting that he had with uh, James Gunn and, and Peter Safran was very wonderful. He said he's in the house of Warner Brothers. And they got a good, lot of good things coming. And, um, you know, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, apparently, I didn't know this, Jason Momoa wrote the first treatment for The Last Kingdom. I didn't know that. It was a 55-year-old treatment. Yeah. Damn. Um, I didn't could even write. Yep. He said, I'll always be <laughs> Aquaman. He said, ain't anyone coming in there and taking shit. He said, there might be some other characters, too. I can play other things. I can be funny. Savage and charming. So there was rumors about him portraying the Lobo character, which mm. a, a lot of fans said that he had that resemblance of you know yeah. long hair, which we haven't seen a live, um, an action version of Lobo. And Lobo is a very very popular character in the DC universe. But if they were to do that, they're gonna have to make him look very different, kind of like with the Josh Brolin. Um, yeah, you're right. Case. Yeah, because otherwise I'm not going to be sold and seeing two Jason Momoas, you know. I don't know. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot of things that they're doing uh, to the DCEU. Um, I mean, apparently. You think Dave uh, Bautista is going to come over because he's good friends with uh, James Gunn? You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if he did. I don't think he's going to be playing Superman. Uh, a Superman is going to be a young version and apparently James Gunn has not cast him yet, hasn't even thought about casting until the script is complete. Or close Wait a second, Dave Bautista could be a Black Adam. That would be an ultimate slap slap in the face of the rock, wouldn't it? <laughs> Replace wrestler actor with another wrestler actor. Oh, God. I'd rather That's see um, Hulk Hogan as Black Adam. <laughs> that would be even worse. Um, there was a rumor that Jacob... What you doing, Alordi- brother? <laughs> yeah, right? Jacob, Jacob Alordi. Alordi from... Um, Euphoria was rumored to be the new Superman. I heard that, yeah. Because they want a younger, a younger guy, but mm-hmm. apparently he physically he fits the bill. But I don't know. Um, all right, moving on, more movie stuff. Um, we're getting a Violent Night sequel. Whoa. So that was a okay. fun. Some people are describing a Bad Santa meets Die Hard action movie. That was but, pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm going as far as. Tying it to um, Die Hard or um, Bad Santa, though. Bad Santa. Okay. Well, you know what? It it, uh, it was decent. It was decent. It was only budgeted at twenty five million, but made seventy five million globally. So, mm-hmm. so that's a win. You just have to make you know at least 
you know, um, twice. I don't think it was woke, was it? It didn't seem too woke to me. Well, that wasn't woke. I mean, no, no, there was. It's not, it had a really good diverse cast. My mm-hmm. only problem with uh, Violent Night was the lead actor in it. Um, David not, Harbour. Not David Harbour, but the one of the lead male actors um, that was in the marriage with the kid. He was just not convincing um, because his British accent kept kept slipping up. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, really? I wasn't buying him as the brother of of you know. Of, oh. Yeah, the character yeah, it just didn't work for me. Um, but you bought Sam Worthington as not being Australian in Avatar? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. By the fifth one, he'll get it. He'll exactly. Get it uh, let's see, Ghostbusters. Um, they're shooting uh, in the UK for the, the Afterlife sequel. Chachi, you sent me this one. Yes. Um, so, you know, usually set in Well, now I'm confused. How does that happen? Because, I mean, it's kids now. So do the kids, like, go overseas? That's a good question. I'm sure they'll explain it. They'll explain it, <laughs> yeah. It Maybe um, it's a school field I mean, trip. I mean, I can see if it was an adult, so that makes sense, but it's like the kids were, yeah. I mean, it's like, that's a little far to go. I mean, I could... Well, I mean, you know, um, Ernie Hudson, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Sigourney Weaver are set to reprise their roles. Okay. Um, and, um, but, you know, give something a little new. You know, the, the New York has been yeah. the backdrop, you know, for, for yeah. all the movies so far, right? Well, the first two, yeah. First, I mean, oh, sorry, yeah, the third one was in New York. Sorry, you're right. The third, um, one, the third one did like um, go to New York, I think, at the very end. Isn't that where Ernie Hudson's character was at the yeah, end? That's right, you're right. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we've seen it all the time. This is pretty cool because, you know, like how old um, England is. You know, there's got to be a lot of ghosts and stuff there. Yes. And someone exactly. like totally different that we haven't oh, seen. So. Yeah. Could and be cool. Speak, speaking of ghosts. As um, long as the Vigo doesn't come back. Yeah, <laughs> who? I think he is though. I, th- Vigo, I think they, remember Vigo from the second yeah, movie. I think, but I think they did talk about him coming back for this one. Uh, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. But, yeah. And wh- about what about Harold Ramis? Do you think they'll do another? Uh, um, no. Dedication though. They already no. did that in the in the third film. So. No. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it again because that would just be. Yeah, yeah. They they might mention him or whatever, you know, through the um, granddaughter, but I think that would be it. That would be it. Do you, know what yeah. do you think they should bring in? I think they should bring Slimer. I mean, I think Slimer should just be like the one in from the animated show. Just bring him over to the movies. <laughs> they really didn't. They didn't bring him in the third film, did they? No. Yeah. Well, they yeah. they had that new one, that new um blue one, like the blue. Slimer. Yeah, the one that shot all the uh, like metal or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Not the same, huh? Not the same as Slimer. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of ghosts, Channing Tatum uh, apparently is going oh, to don't. be involved with a ghost remake. Wow. Oh, also sent me this don't. as well. Yes. Oh. Um. You know what, Ghost? They never had a sequel. Um, it's been several years already since that original movie. Now, came out. is Whoopi Goldberg going to be in that one too? She could be, but <laughs> if this is a reboot, then I guess it wouldn't make sense to have her. If it's a sequel, then yes, bring back Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. You know, bring back Demi Moore. Yeah, like you can't do without Patrick Swayze, and you know, like, yeah. like they're trying to do with um, Roadhouse. Yeah, like they're, they're trying to do. Yep. Like they're trying to do with Dirty yeah. Dancing now with a Dirty Dancing sequel. Like you, sometimes movies are great. You don't need to remake them. You know, Ghost was iconic. It was great. It was you know, a great I film. I don't know how film. Channing yeah. Tatum's gonna like, um, you know, improve upon that. It, no, I don't it's, think it's, it's just it's just a money grab. It's, it's a money grab. They yeah. mm-hmm. are banking on stuff that people know, so it's less marketing. They have to do it. Um. 
And see, then, I mean, yeah. see, that's what we need is original films. Everybody just keeps rehashing everything over and over and over again. Oh yeah. Man. Well, they knew. Or like they Disney knew. does just live action of everything. It's like they do. Do we <laughs> need that? This is true, but his production company apparently they have the rights to produce Go. So if they have the rights for the movie, they're going to do something with it. But apparently they're going to do something different as well. No, well so said they said according to Channing Tatum. Wait, wait a second. I got an idea. What about have a crossover between Ghost and Ghostbusters? <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> I don't know. You can see like. Carrie Coon's character at the, the clay wheel, and then, uh, yeah, and then how that actor behind her. Right <laughs> kind, of, kind of bring in um, aspects of Magic and Mike, too, while you're at it. Yeah, might as well, right? Um, so this one is a little disappointing news because I thought this actress is perfect to portray Madonna, and that's Julia Garner. You might know her yeah. as yeah. Ozark. Yeah. It was rumored to play, um, already attached, rather, to play Madonna in this biopic, but apparently um, Universal Studios is no longer moving forward. Well, that sucks. But they will they will revisit, revisit the project in the future. They're just, it's, you know, on hold. It's on a, a standstill right now. And this was going to be a movie? And this was going to be a film, yes. Um, yeah, see, they need to do a series for Madonna. You think a series would be better? It's way too much ground yeah. to cover. In her yeah. life, you know, I, mean, I think they're, they're tr- they they want that success of Elvis, and I think they they feel like Madonna's another Elvis? icon. I yeah, see. that yeah. can make it work. Plus, I feel like Julia Garner, she's ready for that big movie now. She's already proven yeah, her acting yeah. chops. Yeah, she's done the TV stuff for a while. Put her in a big movie, like a Madonna biopic, you know. Yeah. But Madonna yeah. actually was co-writing the film. But um, anyway. Well, see, I don't know if I like that idea. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to cover the rise to fame uh, in her 1990 Blonde Ambition tour. Yeah, and th- that was like where Madonna peaked on that tour. Right. Yeah. You so, know, you know, a Britney Spears biopic would be good too because you could see her like go crazy. Like I'd love to see a Britney Spears biopic. Yeah, same. Yeah. I think that's a good one. They should do that one. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Oscars. Wow. Um, some. Uh, Interesting nominations. Some some expected ones because they were the same as the Golden Globes. Well, I'm kind of upset though because nobody awards. nobody named Chachi nobody was not. nominated for any films or, or acting. Nobody and I needed I needed to see somebody represent me that is nominated, <laughs> or else I can't sleep at night because oh boy because them getting nominated puts money in my bank account, which well, I really need. You got an 80s see, icon. You know I could maybe uh, nominate you for SAG if you want, like the. SAG awards. It's got to be it's not me. I'm talking about somebody that represents me. It's got to be somebody well, that looks like me oh. and like his name Chachi. And that's what I need or else I'm <laughs> pissed. Like well, there I don't care if they icon. won last year, but then what? There is an A's icon that's nominated. Ki Hu Wan. Uh, oh, you know. wins. Yeah, for everything, everywhere, all at once. and uh, Best supporting actor. Best yeah. supporting actor. And he yeah. actually... That film actually picked up 11 nominations. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so, that, so that leads the nominations, followed closely by All Quiet on the Western Front, the World War One epic, and uh, also Banshees of Inishir and had quite a few as well. But let's go over some of the nominations. So Best Picture um, includes All Quiet on the Western Front, 
Avatar. Did anybody watch that movie? Nobody watched no. that movie. <laughs> no. I don't think it's so available for Saturday. Not even the Saturday. voters. They just heard there's a good German film and voted. For right. It. Yeah. Avatar, The Way of the Water. Uh, interesting. That was nominated. Uh, the Banshees of Inishirin, which I saw, which is a great film. Of Ed Sheeran? Uh, Banshees of Inishirin. Oh, I thought you said Ed Sheeran. Oh, Ed Sheeran? Yeah. I think he used that joke last time. I'm like, that sounds interesting. I know, right? (laughs) We got Elvis. Uh, We have Everything Everywhere All at Once. The Fablemans. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. Triangle of Sadness and Woman Talking. That sounds um, horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Which one's horrible? Woman talking. Uh, the last talking. One. No, no. What's the one before then? What's the one before that? Triangle of sadness. Triangle of sadness. Yeah, yeah. Triangle of sadness. That's what it sounds horrible. That know. that sounds horrible. Okay. Yeah, I love I love hearing women talk. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, interesting enough, there's two sequel movies in this, and usually the Oscars don't nominate sequels, but. Avatar: yeah. Way of the Water and Top Gun: Maverick, both. Uh, I know. I mean, a couple of years ago, you told me that Top Gun, Top Gun sequel was going to um, be nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. for Best Picture. I never would have believed you. Yeah. So that's really a testament mm-hmm. to that movie. I watched it again over the weekend with my dad. Yeah. And it, it, I thought it was still great. It, it was still action packed. Like, yeah, it's um, it's refreshing. There was no agenda in that movie. There was no like bullshit with the sequels. It, it was just like. Wait a second, woman <laughs> talking does not right. have an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what that movie's about, but it sounds it's lovely. It's about Harvey Weinstein. It's about the two journalists that. Uh, oh, okay. oh, that that, that, that movie? No, see, that's what I think. Oh, yeah. That's she said. This oh, is so confusing because right. there's it's two movies: <laughs> women talking and she said, and they're totally different. But I, totally different. I, no one can keep track which one is. Oh, which. you're right. You're right, Vinny. Yeah, that yeah. is that is she said. It's all the Sorry. same to you, isn't it, Al? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you said women talking. <laughs> yeah, all them. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about the best director. Was blah 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 nominated for anything? <laughs> no. No, she wasn't. <laughs> she was not nominated. Uh, Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inisherin. Um, <laughs> the duo of the Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Come on, Steve. He, he's, you know, let's go Steven, man. I mean, come on, right? Yeah, but that wasn't was a movie good. about himself. That was a movie about himself. Am I right or wrong? It, it was. Yeah, it, it was a loose biopic. Loose, yeah. It wasn't. It, yeah. The character's name wasn't, you know, Steven Spielberg or nothing like that in the movie. But right. I thought it was a decent movie. I don't think it deserves awards, but I enjoyed yeah, it. Really? really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I love you and enjoyed Babylon. Babylon wasn't as bad as people said it was. I mean, I thought it was. Okay. I thought Babylon was a fun film. Yeah, I enjoyed Babylon Robbie too. It was a fun film, you know. Yeah, like I don't think it deserves any awards, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. You don't. You don't think uh, Margot Robbie deserves uh, an actress nod? I think she did. I mean, yeah, she did a great job. I thought she did a fantastic job acting. I mean, she can film. nod whenever she wants. I'm fine. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> you know, like saying <laughs> saying yes, yes, I will go on a date with you. And the uh, last two directors nominated is Todd Field for Tar and Ruben Ostlund for Triangle of Sadness. All right. Mm. Best lead actor, Austin Butler for Elvis. Chachi, we interviewed Austin Butler at New York Comic Con for Shannara Chronicles. And look at him now. Uh, Can you believe that? Like, yeah, he was working. 
he was working on a Spike TV show at the time we interviewed him. Yeah. And now he's nominated for an Oscar. That's yeah. amazing. Yep. And, he definitely uh, deserves it. He got so into the character. If you hear him in interviews now, he fucking still sounds like Elvis. Dude, still has what's the accent, up with him doesn't he? Sounding like Elvis still. <laughs> well, I think he was in the character for so long. I think that's the way he talks now. Dude, he didn't talk like that. You know what? Did he not sound like that before? <laughs> All no, right. no. Guys, no. let's play a little sound clip for post-production of Austin okay. Butler's interview with yours truly at New York Comic Con. Let me know if this sounds just like Elvis or not. And I guarantee you, it fucking doesn't. I want to thank Priscilla <laughs> for uh, supporting me on this role. And uh, I'm still in the character, but this is how I talk normally anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's that's very cool, Vince. Okay. But let's let's listen yeah. to this. Here comes the audio. Okay. All right, guys, we're here with Austin Butler, Will from Shannara Chronicles. Uh, it's good to see you without your uh, elf ears. Without the elf ears, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. I know I try to let them w- give them to me all the time, but <laughs> how cool I don't would get that them be, every right? day. Yeah, how long does a prosthetic process work or uh, uh, take, rather? Yeah, in, in the beginning, it's. Uh, it's longer. Once we get in the flow of it, it's maybe like 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Okay, that's, yeah, that's, that's shorter than I thought. Yeah. yeah. And they look real, real good. So. Thank you. So what do you think of that? I mean, awesome guy. I mean, Al, does he have sideburns now, too? Did he, like, grow his sideburns I mean, up? Because... <laughs> regardless of whether he has sideburns, he, does, he did not talk like Elvis back then. And it's 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 almost like when Johnny Depp uh, had that British accent for a long time. It kind of And Madonna had one, too. Yeah. It yeah, kind of reminds yeah. me of what what Austin Butler's doing with the Elvis voice. Yeah. After hearing no, that, I think clip, it sounds cool though. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah. After hearing that clip, which is added in post production, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> that that is great. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, yeah. I think we like should it. all talk like Elvis for now on. Right. Everybody. <laughs> uh, also joining Austin in the lead actor noms: Colin Farrell, Banshees of Inisherin. Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Paul Mescal, After yeah. Sun, and Bill Nye, not to be confused by Bill Nye, <laughs> for living. <laughs> Wait, is that Bill Nye, the science guy? <laughs> is that him? Someday that him? he will win an Oscar. Right. Bill Nye, the science guy. He's trying, he to, win an Oscar. Right. He's right. trying to, to sneak in there, Bill right. Nye, trying to get that Oscar. <laughs> No, I'm not Bill Nye. I'm Bill Nye. <laughs> so you know what? I um, think I think Brendan. Boy, can you imagine if Steve Harvey hosts the Oscars? How bad that would be? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. I love Steve Harvey. <laughs> too soon. I too do, soon. I do predict Brendan Fraser will win this, and the reason why is he was fat. Well, the thing was, I think he was the favorite at the Golden Globes, but Brendan has a very vocal dissatisfaction with the Golden Globes. Apparently. One of the producers like groped him or something of, of the award show. Oh, yeah, that's why he got canceled yeah. for what ten years or something. And that's why he didn't. Yeah. And that's why he didn't attend the Gold yeah. Globes, uh, even so though he, he was nominated for best actor. Yeah. I give so, him credit for that. Yeah. So I he decided, think... okay, if he's not, and that's why he became fat because that way he um, would avoid getting groped. <laughs> wow. <laughs> By those producers. Well, there's some chubby chasers out there, so. <laughs> I'm gonna predict though. I would have yes. agreed with you, Al. I'm gonna go on the record predicting that Austin Butler will win, which I wouldn't have the thought. Oscar. I would not have thought that. Yeah, really? But I feel like because what's gonna happen is Brendan Fraser and Colin Farrell are gonna kind of split a lot of votes. Interesting. And I think Austin will just pull ahead. Really? That's, That's a good prediction. prediction. Yeah. Let's yeah. see what happens. I'm curious to see. 
Uh, Vince, you're going with um, yeah. you're going with uh, Brendan. I'm going with um, Austin for me. Oh, sorry, no, you're going to Austin Butler. I'm going with Brendan. So let's see what happens. I'm going yeah, to bet Will that's Smith. A tough one. Will Smith. Will, Will Smith. Will Smith, yeah. who's banned from the Oscars for ten yeah. years. Well, that's a that's a tough one though. I mean, they they both did a phenomenal job in their roles. Right. Yeah, you're right. You know. Oh my God. All right. We also have a lead actress Kate Blanchett for Tar. Vinny, you were surprised about this one. The beautiful Anna de Armas for Blonde, nominated yeah, for Best Actress. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. I mean, she did great in that role. It's just it was just a horrible written. She did the best she, she could. She did the best yeah. she could. I wouldn't could, say she did great. It was the best she could. Her 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 oh, Cuban accent was still very work. Oh her, my god. Her Cuban accent was still very noticeable, and when yeah. it is noticeable like that, it takes away from the character because right. Marilyn Monroe was not Cuban last I checked. You know. No. But you can do that if, if they're white. You can have other people play white people. If they're white, you can. She works very hard, and I give her full credit. Yeah. She she devoted yeah. herself, but I ew, it just didn't work. It didn't work for you. Yeah. We like, also like, have you know if it's that in the Heights, they're like, no, that's not the right um Latino that they had playing that. That's from the East Side of of. Uh, Puerto Rico. You want somebody from the west side of Puerto Rico to play this, and that's not, you know, like, and it's like so down to the wire. Like, and this person, you know, <laughs> was from the wrong neighborhood. You know, it's like three miles over would have been fine if they were from three miles over, but no. Mm. But you know, was a white actor like, oh, well, she's she's white enough. Let her go on there. Mm, wow. See, like, here's the thing though. What if Ezra Miller gets nominated? Would it be for here, <laughs> for actress or actor? They'd give him two Oscars. <laughs> like a all right. like a Siamese twin actor Oscar. That, that that's that's the whole point of the controversy, because you know what's interesting. Um, Emma Darcy from House of the Dragon. She they they are a they. Mm-hmm. So if she was nominated, if they sorry they were nominated for best actress, she might have been all up in arms. You know that. Mm. I don't know, but but yeah, we haven't got to that point yet. I don't believe. Well, you know what? Wasn't Vinny someone you work with, the actress from Billions? Wasn't she nominated? They were nominated for Best Actor, I believe. Oh, they they, they put they put them, them in, in the actor cat. Yeah, which is oh, I mean, wow. okay. sure, okay. Who who was that? Asia Kate Dillon. And who else? Billion. <laughs> <laughs> you say two people were um, so non-binary. Uh, actor oh. in, uh, in in billions um, oh, um okay uh was it a billion a billion actors is that you're saying <laughs> all of them got nominated all right it's gonna be a good chance that, that one of them wins i think one they have a chance yeah with a billion of them oh my god <laughs> what the odds, what's the odds of, of them not winning that's my sorry i just got my back. question what were you guys talking about i hope it wasn't oh no i don't know we're talking about all of them yeah. <laughs> There's three more actresses nominated: Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, Dawson's Creek. Cue up the Go- Dawson's Creek music. And <laughs> this this one was a big surprise: Andrea Riseborough for the independent film To Leslie, which apparently is getting another theater run because of the Oscar attention it's getting. Well, I mean, and, did, did anybody even watch that movie? So exactly. It was really under the radar. Um, Andrea Riseborough is a fantastic actress. And that was two Leslie's. It could be them. Uh, two, le- like, um, like T W O. Directional two Leslie. Oh, 
Oh, it was a TM. non-union indie film, right? It was, a, <laughs> yeah. it was deferred pay, deferred non-union. Pay. And she's I'm so confused with this. Copy credit and meals. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> supporting actor, Brennan Gleeson, Brian Tyree Henry, Judd Hirsch, Barry Keoghan, and Ki-Hu Kwan. Come Ooh. on, Ki-Hui. Come on. We got it. I feel bad. Almost feel bad for these other actors because I mean, he, he's going to win. Yeah. I mean, he's going to win. He was going to win. He's the favorite and he yeah, should even, win. It's almost like it's see, a pointless here's, category. Here's the thing I don't understand. Why is he not short round in the new Indiana Jones movie instead of you have Fleabag in the movie, not short round. That makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> you know what? You're right. With with um, Kihu. Uh, recent success? Why not? That would have been amazing. Yeah, because I mean, like he was like almost like Indiana Jones' son in the movie, wasn't he? He kind of. Yeah. Why didn't they invite him back? That's a very good question. That 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 I will be scratching my head about that one. I think that's a very good suge- suggestion, Darth. Well, good um, for Judd Hirsch to be nominated for an Oscar. Judd Hirsch. I mean, he's old as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's nominated for the Ablemans. So. He's, he's eighty-seven. And when he you wins, play the taxi music. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And Dear John. All right, supporting actress uh, Angela Bassett, Hong Chow, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Stephanie Sue. Um, Jamie Lee and Stephanie for Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, um, okay. you know, Angela Bassett won the Golden Globe. Um, eh, they could give it to her again, you know, because the reason why is because Black Panther, the film itself, wasn't nominated. So maybe they've. They want to throw a bone to Black Panther by um, awarding um, that nom to uh, Angela Bassett. I don't know. First ever Marvel nomination for acting. Really? For acting? Yes, this is the first Marvel acting nomination. But, but see, see, you know what? That's the thing I don't get. I mean, because Chadwick Boseman should have got it because he did a really Chadwick good job. Chadwick Boseman not nominated for Best Actor. Right? Not, not as Black Panther, yeah. Right. But for another part, yeah. For another part, the, yes, but yeah. not Black Panther, right. So that's kind and of other than Heath. It's probably other than Heath Ledger. These might be the only. Yeah, those are probably the only two. No, because Joaquin for Joker. As yeah. Well. So we'll leave DC <clears> out <throat> of it. But first Marvel nomination. Yeah. I'm going to skip a few of these categories. Let's go to visual effects. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar Way of the Water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever and Top Gun Maverick. Um. I mean, I think it's going to go to Avatar the way of the water. It's, it's definitely going to go to Avatar with the visual you know? effects. Yeah. Animated feature film, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. A lot better than Tom Hanks' Pinocchio. Yeah, exactly. Oh, much better. <laughs> Marcel, The Shell with Shoes On. The Sea Beast. What the fuck is and, that? Exactly. <laughs> and Turning Red, Best Animated Feature Film. Um, okay. I know you mentioned uh, Babylon a little earlier. That was nominated for costume design, along with Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And you got to give it up for John Williams, nominated again for Best Original Score for The Fablemans. And I love how John Williams is a multi-time nominee who no. holds the records for the most wins at 22 and 59 nominations for the Oscars. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and introduce the one and only Allie Dash. What's up, Allie? Oh, hey. 
despite all our technical difficulties today, we are happy to have you, Ali Dash. We are. The adorable one, the actress extraordinaire, the ID queen. Nice. You've done like what, 20 investigation discovery? Uh, <laughs> See, do you know what I was thinking? She was our special guest and we could interview her. <laughs> <laughs> Ali's, Ali's one of BTV's own, so. Uh, we, you know, um, obviously, um, and uh, Vinny, you've seen a couple of Ali. You mentioned to me you've seen a couple of Ali. Ali's. Uh... Well, I knew Ali was the ID queen, and, and I was so shocked we'd never done an ID episode together. Yeah. Like, how did that not happen? Yes. I did so many of them when they were around. There yeah. Was like... They had so the... many productions. They're a lot of fun, especially if you want that leading. Leading yeah. actor, leading actress type of treatment. Uh, it's get hilarious. To, yeah, and get to kiss people if you're like a <laughs> love interest or whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> See, I can't do those anymore. Can you do them now? Is there a way to get around the SAG thing or no? No, no. Um, uh, so this is a very um, good question, by the way, Paul. This is a very um, interesting one. But crime reenactment shows or as Vinny calls them recrees right Vinny recrees um there is no competitive contract with the union therefore sag actors are free to work on reenactment uh productions without repercussion oh that's great yeah so that that's one of the celebrities said it it's got to be true yeah exactly yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) because we need a we need Discovery Network to come back to uh, West Virginia. That would be a nice. Please bring. You know what? It's great to have leading role. Um, you know, stuff. I mean, you know, granted, everybody loves you know, you know, to do a, a small role in a, a film or TV show like a co-star or whatever. That's great. I don't. It's, I hate that. It's so boring. You're sitting in your tra- trailer. It's like I, I got bored. I'm gonna fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, obviously, when you're... I'd rather just be out there talking to everybody and hanging out instead right. of sitting there trailing around myself. And I feel like I'm in detention. It's like I'm being punished to be, like, have a bigger role in the stupid film. I know, I know. But, you know, it's... Are you I saying wide bet. net? We have wide net, Al. We have Come wide on. net. But wide net is nowhere near the production quality of an investigation discovery show. Nowhere and near. It's, it's and funny, it's a shame. Like, it's a shame. It's... it's you can have no. your out of focus elbow in the shot. Exactly. That's what, <laughs> that's what it is, man. It's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah. So, um, oh wow. So we were just talking about the Oscars, and the next on my list, which is great, uh, before we take a class cut break, um, is the worst movies of 2022, and th- those are uh, the Razzie Awards. So it's interesting um, that Anna de Armas was nominated for Best Actress. For the Oscars, but Blonde, the movie itself, uh, was nominated for worst film of the year. Um, I heard it was awful. I I didn't get I didn't watch it, but you know I I wouldn't call it awful. But uh, there are a couple of very sure. exciting scenes. Um, think, <laughs> well, she's naked. Some of the movies, right? Movies, so that makes up for the awfulness. Right. Yeah, she was super hot. In the kind movie, of like the bad like, horror movies. Like some people watch the bad horror movies just for. Right. The sex scenes. Right. So, but the Blonde, movie was disrespectful to Marilyn Monroe because it, it was I think totally lied about a, her life. Yeah, it's based on yeah. a book that's like completely fictional right, and kind right. of like showcases and a lot of like falsifies a lot of like her hardships and like mm-hmm. things like that. But yeah, because yeah. she never Marilyn really Monroe. Hits. You don't have to lie about Marilyn Monroe to spice it up. I mean, she already had. I like, know. Just, 
super crazy life. Right. You know, I think it would have been cool to actually see more genuine biopic um, instead of it being based off of a fictional book. Right. Right. Mm. Well, yeah, like the the threesome, like you, you said, Chachi, um, she had a relationship with two of those guys, but they never, never had a threesome with them, you know? No, no. She, like, she did it one and, uh, um, by, by himself and dated the other one, like maybe a year right. later by himself. Right. Right. It was never this like threesome, a trois type of relationship. Right. Which was, was weird to even <laughs> do that, you know? Yeah. It was, it was a total lie. That's kind of a. a and they know. kind of marketed it to make it seem like it was the Marilyn Monroe story of like her life when come right. to find out it's like yeah. based on fictional material. Exactly. Yeah, and it shows her getting exploited throughout the movie, mm-hmm. but yet this movie's and exploiting, exploiting Marilyn Monroe. Yep. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So also joining uh worst picture is Disney's Pinocchio, which we Paul, you said, yeah, it's it's yep. Guillermo's the the superior version. Good morning, the king's daughter and Morbius. Interesting. Actually, you know what? Morbius got it twice because Morbius went to theaters twice. Oh, got twice. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I got it like they they were like, hey, people are, like making fun of this movie. Let's put it back in theaters. Yeah. It bombed again. So Tom Hanks, um, nominee for worst actor. This is someone that usually gets best actor noms. So when you're a, right. a great actor that gets worst actor, as Geppetto. Um, see, all... see, here's the thing with best actor. And a worst actor is it really the actor or is it the people writing the films because i mean you could it's be like great actor both, yeah. you're right it could be yeah, a did he do a bad job in that movie i never saw it you saw I mean, it right paul was geppetto his yeah it was, it was god awful i mean it's god like awful. A, but did tom hanks do a bad job as geppetto yes yes he did, he did okay wow <laughs> joining tom includes yeah. pete davidson for marmaduke well, see, that's not a surprise to me. But the, is that a surprise to anybody? Voice it's acting. It's his wow. voice acting. So I don't know if that. I, I don't know. It's it's the Razzies. I mean, you can't take yeah. the Razzies seriously. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Yep. Um, his best buddy, Colson Baker, Machine Gun Kelly, uh, also known as uh, Machine Gun Kelly, for the movie Good Morning. Okay. I don't care. Well, yeah, he, I believe well, that. Them. I believe anything he does would be terrible. Yeah, both of them are so lucky <laughs> that I don't care that they get bad um, awards. They oh, both are very lucky. They both of them, yeah. Women, yeah. Right, yeah, like for no reason. Uh, Jared yep. Leto for Morbius and Sylvester <laughs> Stallone as Samaritan. I know, Big Paul, you're a big Sly Stallone fan, so. Yeah, see, I, I don't but, know if that was, although his TV show is good. Did you see that TV show he has? TV show is great. Yeah. yeah. Tulsa King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have King, a Paramount, so. Somebody give me a password. <laughs> Hey, do you I, know what? I mean, you have to get Paramount because I'm a mayor of Kingston, so, so it's like, and that's coming out, I think, this week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And well, wishes. The thing to, to get it for a year for ten dollars. Remember? Well wishes to our boy Jeremy Renner, who's mm-hmm. written, still yeah, in recovery. He be doing better. He's doing better, but uh, I guess we're on the topic. I'll just uh, there was an update uh, on that incident that Jeremy was actually trying to save his nephew. Um, oh my god! Yeah, um, who was That's stuck crazy. in the snow, and what happened was when he was trying to rescue his nephew, his um, Snowplower was the snowcat, the big, yeah, the big snowcat, like a tank with a snowplow on it. It's not, yeah. So apparently, the um, the emergency brake was not operating correctly or properly, and it literally pulled him under and just ran over him. Oh my god, resulted in 30. That thing's like a tank, so I mean, to get run over by a tank is not Mm -hmm. good. 30 broken bones, chest trauma, orthopedic injuries. 
it might delay season three for, for of Mayor Kingston. I imagine. I mean, he, I, I think it will. You know what? I think we could. Uh, I think there's a way you could do around that. I mean, just do his scenes later in the season. Just do everything else beforehand. I mean, the way it was. Because there's going to be the way, like in a wheelchair. The way we filmed it. I mean, we filmed the prison scenes and then we could do the prison scenes and then do like his scenes like afterwards. I mean, that's, they could they could write his injury into the into the script. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think the best thing to do is just to let. I mean, it's not Jeremy... a physical role, so he could be sitting in a chair and do the Mayor of Kingstown. To be honest with you, I mean, it's not like a. It's yeah. not like he's running around shooting bears and arrows like on Hawkeye. So it's like Steve Ray did his. I mean, R.I.P. Steve Ray, but he did his last role pretty much unable to walk. He was yeah. the sheriff in Clowns, and he just sat there, and they made. Well, I think I think Jeremy Renner is going to be okay. Let's just hope he doesn't have that same. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, um sure. same thing yeah. <clears throat> right exactly so um but um yeah that's just went off on a little tangent there but uh but going back to the razzies so um worst actress this is an interesting one because well first of all the the um the winners are bryce dallas howard diane keaton kea scoladario and alicia silverstone for the requin and there's one more actress, Ryan Kira Armstrong for Firestarter. Is that is that the second Elisa Silverstone? Because I mean, did she get one for Batman and Robin too? <laughs> Probably. That was a, a god awful film. Oh, that but, was the worst. But this Firestarter remake, the the young actress in there, she's 12 years old, and they got a lot of backlash. That that oh, that those that that minors and kids should not be nominated for a worst actor category. It's just I not. I agree. I feel like that. Yeah. And that, that but, they should but they be. rescinded. I don't know if I got a Razzie and they then they took it away from it. me. Yeah. I don't know. That's I guess worse. if she wanted it, but if I don't they know. Wanted like, I feel it, like yes. at that age, like yeah. I would be yes. heartbroken at twelve. Like yeah, yeah but, but you're see, the Razzie. Wouldn't Razzies, that make you a I mean, better actor though to to be like, hey, I won a Razzie at twelve and won an Oscar at like twenty yeah. or something. There you go. But look, look, I mean, you're the Razzies. This is what you do. Like you can't. You can't back off now. Like after you do it, and people they have a backlash. Bruce didn't they? Didn't they unnominate Bruce Willis? They did. Yeah, that, yeah, they did. And, because and, of his um, what is illness of uh, suffering from? By the way, does anyone? Does anyone recall? I think it was. It's dementia. Of, yeah, was it like dementia. dementia? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So but if I you mean, have dementia, or you're a kid, you can't get a Razzie anymore. But I mean, if you're going to if you're going to do this award show, you know, and you're going to back off every time something happens to somebody, you should stop doing it then. You know what I mean? Because now like, I have a question. Joe of course, it's kind of like a mean show. Razzie. No, but, uh, you know, I, yeah, of course, Tom Hanks mean, is diabetic. I mean, right. I mean, but you're in, I mean, she's in good company. I mean, she's got Tom Hanks in yeah. there. She's got Jared Leto in there. I mean, she's mm-hmm. she's. Yeah. In there with amazing it's, it's actors, publicity, yeah. man. I would kill for yeah. that. I almost think though, yeah. like, couldn't it also hurt her career? Like, if like she's auditioning for like another role and they see like she had a Razzie, I, and, like, I don't know. That's true. That's true. And that's like been a lot of people that got Razzies over the years, though. Like, I mean, it's it's. But I, like, if it's a nice 12, list. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the question: Was with, she like, actually no bad? I, nobody stuff. saw that movie. Like, I, I never saw. You saw Firestarter? Was she bad? Yeah, I saw. I don't remember her being bad. Like, I remember. I remember the movie being enjoyable the bad. no I, I remember the movie being enjoyable but it's more like pointless because like the you know the first fire starter i thought was fine with um drew barrymore okay. but like oh, i don't yeah. remember i don't remember watching it and thinking that all oh, this girl is horrible or whatever you know like i think like maybe she gave it to that um that america actress from um what was that marvel movie 
Oh, uh, America Chavez from uh, Show, yeah, okay, maybe her. Yeah, yeah, maybe her. She get a Yeah, she was but... pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, I know you were critical about her acting, but she's a real sweet girl, though. You know, see, she could she could definitely be sweet, and I'm sure like everybody who gets these Razzies are sweet. I know, but, but you really thought so. Pamela Anderson is sweet, but I mean, she's not a great actress. I have to admit that. Yeah. What happened? Pamela Anderson's sweet, but I mean, she's not a good actress. Yeah, no, she's not a good <laughs> actress. Did she get a Razzie before for Barbed Wire? I think so, yeah. Okay. Oh, damn. Um, let's see. So the worst remake, ripoff, and sequel films include Blonde, which, how is that a, a remake? Um, let's see. The 365 yeah. <laughs> Days sequels, um, Pin- Pinocchio, Firestarter, and Jurassic World Dominion. Mm. See, when All they the, dropped yeah. the ball with Jurassic World, that could have been they so did. great. Because, I mean, it looked like they were going to fight, like, the dinosaurs and, like, the normal civilization so they fought bucks. no it was the locust yeah it was but all about the locust like, right they yes. fought the locust yeah the locust took precedence on it yeah. yeah um we're supporting actress adria arjona for morbius lorraine bracco for disney's pinocchio penelope cruz the 355 bing bing fan for the 355 and the king's daughter. Oh my god! Imagine getting worst actress for two movies. Oh, that's oh, that's worse than being a twelve-year-old getting a Razzie, right? right? Yeah, two <laughs> worst they re- supporting. Should actors. they resend that? I know. And Mira Servino for Lamborghini, the man behind the legend. I remember Mira Servino being like one of the top actresses from back in the day. I mean, like. Yeah. What happened to her? How do you get worse at acting? These are obscure <laughs> films. I give them credit for watching these obscure you know? movies. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, there have been so many. I guess maybe if the movie people... sucks, their heart's not in it, and they're like, well. Well, how can you make a movie about Lamborghini and it sucked? And you would think Lamborghini would be an awesome movie, just the premise of Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I want to see it still. Yeah, now I'm curious to see it. This, now, see, now we all want It's good it. publicity. Did it we even come out? It. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know so. about this. Well, Pete Davidson, um, worst supporting actor for Good Morning. Good. <laughs> Good. Tom Hanks, worst supporting actor for Elvis. Can you believe that? That's cold. That is. That's cold. So what two, is that? Two for Tom two? Hanks? That's two for Tom Hanks. No. no. How is he? How is he worst supporting actor? Actor for that movie? Yeah. Oh, well, Pinocchio was bad. Pinocchio was awful. No, no, he's talking about for Elvis though. Yeah, that was well, a weird thought, character and a little annoying. They thought but his prosthetics were I mean, too fake fine. looking. Yeah, the prosthetics yeah. kind of took away from. But is Jared Leto on the list? Because Jared Leto should be on that list. He was um, so the supporting actor. So it's um, not only oh, yeah. Pete and Tom. It's also Xavier Samuel for Blonde, Maud's oh. son for Good Morning, and Evan Williams for Blonde. <laughs> they just picked the two guys who got the hookup with Ana de Armas. <laughs> right. And they <laughs> called them the worst actors. The worst actors. <laughs> they must have been enjoying bad. themselves. Yeah. Yep. Worst podcast below the belt show. <laughs> uh, those, those sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. So wait, worst screen couple: Tom Hanks and his latex laden face. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, both real life characters in the fallacious White House bedroom scene for Blonde. Wow, that's a worst yeah. screen couple. Machine Gun Kelly and Maude's son for Good Morning. <laughs> <laughs> They're terrible apart. Andrew Dominic and his issues with women in blonde and the two 365 day sequels. 
What is oh. the two 365-day sequels? That sounds like the worst thing ever. Yeah, I, I have no idea what these films are, but apparently they're both released in 2022. 365-day sequels? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, I never, yeah, I never, heard, never that. heard of it. Yeah. Worst director, Judd Apatow for The Bubble, Colson Baker and Mod Son for Good Morning, Andrew Dominic <laughs> for Fun, Daniel Espinosa for Morbius, and Robert Zemeckis for Disney's Pinocchio. Wow. Oh. Is Good Morning like the movie version of Velma? <laughs> yeah, Velma's going to be winning all the awards for 2023. Oh, they're going to win. Yeah. So Razzie's <laughs> only does the movies, but uh, yeah. The, they Blonde might also have to make a Razzie's for TV. Yeah. Oh, screenplay. This is the last one. Worst screenplay, Blonde, Disney's Pinocchio, Good Morning, Jurassic World Dominion, and Morbius. So there you go. Those are well, the Razzie's. I think the, only, I think the whole um, – the whole group there only watched like five movies last year because they all nominated the same five <laughs> movies for every category. Right. All right. Just looking at the trailer of Good Morning, it does look pretty awful. Doesn't look bad. This guy yeah. can't. Yeah, he's terrible. What's he doing? Oh my god. <laughs> now, did he fund his own movie? I was kind of wondering that because he, he does did. have money. He's a yeah. first-time director. I mean, uh, he directed the movie too. He. Like the Sham Wow guy looks like a better actor than this dude. You know, he's oh. got <laughs> Well, that's not bad though. No, Sham Wow guy's pretty good actually. I know yeah. he had one of the, I think one of his first movies was the Bird Box movie. Do you remember um Colson Baker, Machine Gun Kelly in that film? I didn't see it. Yeah. He's wow. Yeah, he's in that. He's got a small role in it. He didn't get to, I mean, you know, he I don't think he got the attention that this film had, obviously, but uh you know, um, is he a better uh, actor than his uh, girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> she looks pretty good in the trailer, actually, comparatively. Wow. Yeah. But she got a lot of plastic surgery too. She oh. did. She did. I mean, uh, Megan Fox. Megan Fox yep. is a hottie though, man. Yeah. You know? She is still hot though. She is still amazing looking. So. Still um, can't act though. Still can't act. <laughs> she's, she's still. She still broke David Silver's heart. Right. <laughs> um all right so let's um chachi why don't you take us out to a classic cut break that's movies we're gonna come back for some tv stuff uh Vinny, you're still hanging around uh for for a little bit for yeah. a little all right cool yeah. all right chachi awesome. um i'm sure you want to hear your theme song yeah i do i do all right so here we go <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching my um parents trying to where are my, my dogs at it is time for king chachi's classic cuts holla at your boy that's right it's time for chachi's christmas cut christmas, christmas cut is that over <laughs> christmas right. is <laughs> over chachi we are no, we're you can do another this. christmas song who cares no i know i know well what well, al was talking about his um you know what he's done since our last show um traveling and i went down to the caribbean on nice. uh on a cruise so oh, i went yeah. to that's awesome yeah so i went south to different places like um dominican republic at, at puerto plata um the u.s virgin islands st thomas the british virgin islands tortella um and then we went to the bahamas for the norwegian um, cruise lines um private island so awesome yeah, it's just great being in like this nice warm weather after you know we had a pretty 
cold um, December um, towards the end here in um, Baltimore. So it was nice getting away and some nice, like, 80-degree weather. You know, we're in shorts the whole time. Actually, when I was at St. Thomas, we actually, like, <laughs> we actually um, took a boat ride to go um, snorkeling. And we uh, the boat went past um, um, Jeffrey Epstein's island. <laughs> was fun. Stop and, and, the, and the boat captain pointed it out and it was, it was it's kind of weird to see you know up pretty close you know wow but you so know was they, anybody um, on that island by chance i couldn't find anybody i walked around for a while and i couldn't find anybody um no we just we just drove by they no had some houses there from the shore and no no um I think I think so. I think that one um, girl from from Firestarter was on the island. I think we went by and saw her <laughs> as we drove by. You know, but <laughs> too soon. Twelve. So yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he was a pedophile, Jeffrey Epstein. Right. And, um, right. Yeah. But actually, the island, like after he um, committed suicide, went to his brother, and then his brother sold off the island. So I'm not sure who's on it now. But there was a house near there. But that, who would want um, to buy that island? That's like. I know. Just, yeah. Yeah, it has that whole notorious um, background um, now to it. But, you know, it's fun being in the Caribbean, so I, I went and picked a song that was based on that. So this is by Billy Ocean. And, you know, you I'm sure a lot of you have, have heard um, Caribbean Queen, but there's actually, like, two other versions of the song that he recorded and released to other parts of the world. Um, there was a European Queen, which he released in parts of Europe, and there was a, it was an African Queen, which was released throughout Africa. Oh, wow. But here in the U.S., you know, we all know the most popular version of it, and that was Caribbean Queen by Billy Ocean, and it came out in 1984. So here it is. All right. No more love on the run. By the way, jealous of your weather in the Caribbean because, God damn it, in Orlando, it was 30 to 40 degrees <sighs> at night. So. I know, and when we left, we left, we left from, um, <laughs> we flew into Orlando before the cruise, and it was um, like 80 degrees on the day we left. Mm-hmm. You must have came in like right after that. Oh, well. Ah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, guys, um, here's the classic cut. We'll be right back. All right, Caribbean Queen, yeah. That's a catchy, catchy song. Ah, that's a great song, man. Billy Ocean, man. Um, did you find any Caribbean queens out there? I was looking. I was looking. Um, nice. <laughs> definitely some hotties on the islands. Mm-hmm. Love it. Is there Rihanna from out there? Is what? Rihanna. Is this Rihanna's from, from Barbados. Yeah. She is a Caribbean queen, I guess, technically, right? Yeah, I didn't see Rihanna there. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, television, Marvel Disney Plus, Mandalorian Season 3, which is all, pretty much all I have for Disney Plus. But did you guys all you check need. out? <laughs> yeah, I know. Did you check out yeah, the Yeah, there's trailer? not much else on Disney Plus right now. <laughs> I know, no, I know. No. Um, it was, I mean, it just it just get really getting me excited. Um about season three we got to see a glimpse of the planet mandalore 
and a little bit of Coruscant too. Coruscant's making a comeback. You know, Coruscant was featured in Andor. And now to see it also being featured in the Mandalorian season three trailer is really cool. Showed off a group of Jedi warriors wielding lightsabers, a pair of uh, Anzellian creatures, and Gro- Grogu showing off some force powers against a, some kind of giant beast. But Howard, you weren't, uh, you didn't want to see National Treasure. National Treasure was great, wasn't it? Oh, oh I National can't Treasure! As far as the, uh... <laughs> it's a TV show. Right, as far as the TV show. Um, no, I did not tune into that one, even though uh, Justin Bartha returns. However, Nick Cage, I don't think he's Yeah, that doesn't, I mean, Nick Cage is cheap enough where you could have had Nick Cage there for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't face off two. So that tells you how cheap Nick Cage must be right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because he died um, in face off one, didn't he? He died in Facebook uh, one, yeah. Facebook one, Facebook one, <laughs> face off one, face off, face off, face off. All right. Um, num- number 11 on the list is Netflix. So uh, the that 90s show debuted in Netflix top 10 list at number five um, and uh, picked up 41 million hours viewed. So um, See, I haven't seen it as good. I haven't seen it either. Chachi, have you seen the, that 90s show yet? No, no, I haven't seen it. It's got to be better than that list. 80s show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> better than that <laughs> 80s show. Yeah, because that wasn't uh, well uh, received. Yeah, the only good thing about that, that 80s show is it brought us It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because that's where he got enough um, funding to create Money. his own show. Yeah, oh, really? there, there you go. Damn. And, of course, conspicuous by his absence is Danny Masterson, Masterson who played Hyde. Of yeah. course, he's, he was recently accused of raping three women however there was a mistrial because the jury couldn't come to a consensus on a verdict so um it's crazy so but despite that even though he was not guilty i mean you know by that by those means not guilty not technically not guilty they still decided not to bring him back i guess they still thought it was good pr not to bring him back despite that i mean there's been a lot of women who've come forward like yeah. it Against Danny Masterson? Yeah. Yeah, I think there was some that were, like, just too late, weren't they? Like, wasn't, like, stuff... Was there, like, were there more than three? Because there was more than three, yeah. Wow, there was yeah. more than three. Holy smokes. I don't... It, he's definitely a scumbag. Wow. Um, and, um, well, we have some good news um, and bad news at the same time. Uh, Cobra Kai will have a sixth season, but yeah, it good. will be their last that's right. Um, the Emmy-nominated hit comedy will, uh, of course, the, the showrunners just announced Josh, John, and Hayden, and apparently their goal was to end it on their own terms, leaving the valley in a time and place that we've always imagined. Um, and it's going to be. Um, they didn't announce when season six will um, drop, although I don't even know if it has been in production yet. I guess they're they're. Um, I guess they're starting production soon because last we heard they weren't. Um, um, but nonetheless, they they do um, hope that more Miyagi-verse spinoffs are on the way, though. Okay. We hope to be telling more Karate Kid stories with you down the road. Wow. Yeah, I, mean, I can see them doing like a Mr. Miyagi prequel. Like show yeah. like a young Mr. Miyagi training in Okinawa right. and then, you know, being in and the war. And they start at Jackie Chan. 
What? And starring Jackie Chan? I could star Jackie Chan. Uh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't replace uh, Mr. Miyagi with any other actor. No way. Yeah, I'm talking, uh, talking about a young version, though. Oh, the young version. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, you so, could do a prequel. Yeah. A prequel, yeah. You, you can't, yeah, you can't have a old Mr. Miyagi and have somebody else play him. No. But, I mean, who, I mean I'm mean, i sad to see it go. I'll be sad to see it go when it's over. But who, who thought that we would get six seasons out of Cobra Kai? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I feel like it's gone like really fast. All these seasons, um, still, still the best. They should give us a movie. Also, it should be six seasons in a movie. Community, kind of like the bank for a community. Okay. You yeah. never heard about that? And that they yeah, that was six their pitch. Six seasons in a yeah. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know Who what? They, clamoring for that. Somebody wanted well, that. I don't know. They got the numbers. They could do a movie, but I, it would be have to be a Netflix movie. It couldn't be uh, something. That yeah, Netflix that's fine. Was. I don't care. They could so, have the Karate oh, no. Kid Part Five, right? Yeah, I mean they've yeah. done four features. Yeah, it would be Karate it, Kid. It'll be it'll be four. Or, yeah, whichever because one Hillary Swank. Part four was Hillary the next Swank was Hillary. Kid. Yeah, she was yeah. three. Yeah, that was the next Karate Kid though. No, not not Jaden, not Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith, you can't. It doesn't count. You can't count that one. Yeah, so. But I'm positive you'll see Hillary Swank in this upcoming season. Really? Really? You're positive? Without even yeah, hearing any, anything from the um, the rumor yeah. mill? Yeah, because she's the last big one that hasn't been in, in the um, right. in the series. And she said in a recent interview that she hasn't been approached by the creators of Cobra Kai, which I don't believe. Because they've been talking about how everything... Um, you know, and the in the four movies is is canon and could show right. up Cobra Kai. Right. Mm, and for cool. them to not to even approach her yet, I don't believe it. So I think that she's just saying that to make it a surprise. And I think if they do have her, I think they should let it be a surprise and not spoil it like how they spoiled um like Mike Barnes and stuff in the last um yeah. you know the last season. Yeah. And plus, and plus they haven't showed um that um, McQueen McQueen guy um one of the other um. Cobra Kai um, students from the original movie. He hasn't he's the only Cobra Kai guy that hasn't been in um, this one of the major ones. Well, then you got to bring him back and please bring back Robin Lively. We love Robin. Yeah, we get we need to see more of her in the final season. Uh, and who's the other guy um, from uh, Police Academy that was in Cobra Kai? What was his there, was name? From, uh, there was another one, huh? Michael Winslow. Yeah, him like. Um, I don't know. I that's a good guess. The, the guy that the guy yeah. that made all the sounds. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. he. Oh, it is. Him. He had okay. a very minor, small role. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Bring him back too. I love Michael Winslow. He's awesome. Yeah. But don't bring back the um the main villain from um, the next Karate Kid. He was awful. <laughs> right. Don't bring him. That, back. The hall monitor guy who was um. <laughs> yeah. Anybody about him? <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do have to say goodbye to Vinnie Mac. Um, but oh, can, can we end on Vinnie Mac's rant? <laughs> Okay. Because you got something okay. to get off your chest. And maybe oh, I'm, in a good, I'm in a good mood now. You're going to make me rant. Oh, That's okay. make, him, make him angry. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a quick actor rant. Okay, um, sure. Let's hear it. Without saying any names, there are just too many freaking actors on Facebook who just lie and lie. And they spam these actor groups and they lie. And I just want it to stop because I want to say to these people, 
we know you're lying. And if you lie about that thing and that thing, then we assume you're lying about everything. Yeah. And all you have as an actor is your reputation. That's all you have to offer. So why are you besmirching your own reputation with lie after lie after lie? And I won't mention any names, but that is the end of my rant. <laughs> <laughs> They're living in a fantasy world, Vinny, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, luckily, I never encountered any actors who lie. So you never encountered any? Oh, good. I'm not even on Facebook. And, and, and I haven't been Paul. on Facebook in forever, too. It's not Paul. I doubt it's me because you wouldn't bury me on my on our own show. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only imagine who it is, but uh, I can imagine. That's the end of my rant. I love actors, though. We're great people. Vinny Mac, thank you for joining us here on BTV. Thank you, guys. Have see fun. Ya. I'll see you next Bye. time. See you next Happy time. New Year. See ya. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Speaking of accents now. Yes. Um, so now uh, going down this list here, number 12, there's a whole bunch of really cool animated shows. Um, Except no Rick and Morty, which is annoying. Yeah, I'll get to that. Hold on. I'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start with Amazon really quick because we did lose Lisa Marie Presley, and which we'll get in a little bit more on the rest in peace at the end. Yeah. But uh, – her daughter, as you know, is the amazing Riley Keough, um, who's got a new know. show on Amazon called Daisy Jones and the Six. I can't wait. Oh, you saw the? Did you see the teaser trailer? Oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay, so cool. Yes. Oh. So it's adapted from the best-selling novel by Taylor Jenkins Reid. My favorite author. Oh, good, Allie. I'm so glad you're familiar <laughs> with this. It premieres March 3rd on uh, Amazon Prime. All new episodes release every Friday, so it's a musical drama series. Will showcase a momentous rise and crashing fall of the renowned rock band Daisy Jones and the Six. What's so cool about that? Uh, so the trailer looks fantastic, but yeah. in the book, so Daisy Jones and the Six is the band um, that it's about. Um, and she actually wrote all of, like, she made an album in the book of all of their songs and wrote lyrics oh, and cool. everything, and they actually created the entire album. Uh, so we'll actually get. The full album with with all, with all with the entire basically the entire soundtrack would be an album. That's cool. Is that what you're alluding to? Um, and I think we lost yeah. Allie in her yeah, excitement. So hopefully she'll she'll uh, be rejoining us. Um, but also on Prime is um, wasn't a really a teaser trailer, but a clip, pretty much promoting Invincible season two now. If you haven't seen Invincible, guys, I implore you. It is the craziest animated series. I haven't seen, seen it. It's pretty good. Chachi, uh, Paul, you have to see Invincible. It's crazy. It's um, the same uh, writer as The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman, who wrote the comic book Invincible. I mean, and is that best like the Philadelphia Eagles football player? Sorry, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, not exactly. But uh, it's an incredible, incredible animated series. It's. The characters get so crazy, so dark. Um, it's a little bit of a spoiler if I mention it, but basically it's a trailer promoting the upcoming season two, which will drop later in 2023. But Stephen Yun, uh, who you know as Glenn from The Walking Dead, uh, voices Invincible, and Seth Rogen was voicing Alan the Alien, and they were sitting at a burger mart and talking about the upcoming season. So, Is it animated? It's an animated series, yeah. Okay. So season one's already uh, on Amazon, 
And as you know, there's a lot of Walking Dead alumni that are voicing characters in this. But yeah, it's the craziest animated series um, out there. Is it Rick saying Carl? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) we're getting there. We're getting there. All right, really quick, Chachi, you sent me this, that uh, Yellowstone is getting a spinoff. Yes. Uh, Dennis Quaid is set to star alongside David Oloilowo in 1883. The Bass Reeves story. So this is a spin, a direct spinoff of 1883, and Dennis Quaid will be portraying Cheryl Lynn, a deputy U.S. marshal, um, in the orbit of a uh, the title legendary lawman. Um, yeah, they've been knocking out of the park, which with all their series. Um, yeah. Which, like, I mean, if you watched um, 1923 with Harrison Ford, have you have you um, tuned in for any of those episodes yet? Yeah, I've seen them all. I see them all. Okay, all of it's really, really yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Would you ra- would you rank it as one of the top uh, Yellowstone series you've seen? With, yeah, with, yeah. You know, the original. Yeah, like and... I loved, I loved eighteen eighty three, and I think this one's even better. So far, eighteen twenty three is even better. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, I think yeah. Paramount's actually like just killing it right now. I they're mean, killing. They're oh, they're killing with so many different series, and like, and I'm surprised these are produced by um, MTV, which is a shock. All these series, wow. like, like like that and Tulsa King. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, they're, Kingstown. they're stepping up. They're stepping yeah, up. Yeah, and it's like it's like no agenda for these series. It's just like, inter- but you know, like the directors Great. are like really cool because it's the same directors on like uh, Yellowstone, and I mean they're just like so laid back. It's not like a high mm-hmm. stress situation or anything. Just, yeah. Like, oh really? Mm-hmm. All right, but moving on to HBO guys. Have you guys seen The Last of Us? I seen the first yeah. episode. So first far. episode only. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. Is it good or bad? It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And uh, apparently, episode two was just dropped, brought in 5.7 million viewers across the linear airing. So for linear, that's pretty good because a lot of people are doing it on demand, uh, which is a 22% increase from the 4.7 um, premiere because people are getting word of it. And uh, yeah, another zombie apocalypse um, series, but based on a very popular video game. And um, then the second, then the sequel to that game suck. Well, that that's I heard, I heard even it. if it even if it does, it's the series that really matters, right? At this point, mm-hmm. right? But I guess the main difference with this show is uh, the world is ravaged by a fungal outbreak, like a bad mushroom that transformed most of the population into the zombies. And as the outbreak outbreak spread. So wait, wait, isn't it, wait, wait a second. Isn't that kind of like that TV show where was I Zombie, where they drank the energy drink and they all became like zombies from drinking the energy drink? I guess, yeah, that's how it's a yeah. little bit different. But these are like yeah. fast, like faster zombies. These are faster zombies, like World War Z zombies. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so they're kind of like where Walking Dead is going for the Daryl Dixon series, because in Europe, that's where the the fast walkers are. are. Oh, I still don't know. How does he get to Europe from with a motorcycle? I don't we're understand gonna find, We're going to have to find out. He's, my guess is that he gets captured at some point and gets put on a boat. That's that's my guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, and the second episode is called Infected. It reveals the origin of the outbreak. Oh, so okay. if you learn more about that. All right. So definitely I mean, check so it out. So far, out. so good. So far, so, so, good. Far, like, so good. Some yeah. people are going overboard with how good it is. Like, I don't know. Like, I saw an article. They were like, um, this is uh, – was higher rated than um, Breaking Bad. Right. 
they talk about the whole entire Breaking Bad series. I'm like, it's one episode. It's like, I don't think I don't think it. I think well, technically long. now two episodes, but yes. But it, if this was after the first episode, you know, right. I'm like, like, <laughs> let's give it let's give it like you know six or seven seasons and see yeah. if it holds up. Now, uh, of course, because, this because is Walking Dead. Didn't. This has been very um, well reviewed, so expect uh, Last of Us to most likely get greeted for season two. However, Gossip Girl, the revival on HBO Max, will not be continuing for a a third season. Oh this, no. This they get this news right before their season two finale, which is about to drop. Mm. Apparently they want to shop the the series for um a third season on another network, which could work because I guess they didn't wrap up the storyline and you know they're not gonna be able to wrap the storyline if no 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 other network picks it up. What's the show even about? Is it just it's about gossip? Is that what it is? Well, it's it's a it's a it's a loose reboot of the of the original series that was on the CW. No, I've never seen that. It, it was uh, it was, but, a, it was but when you had a CW it. show to get canceled and brought back, that should be a sign right there. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, this I mean, of course, this show is a um, a, a reboot sequel of the original show uh, with really none of the original cast, but it's just basically um, yeah. a, a, it's set in the same private high school where these students attended oh um, really after the events of the original series and it followed so no one came structure. back no one of the original characters came back no oh, well who wants that yeah There's, it's just a gossip girl name only it's like having so, like have a mean girls movie sequel so, with none of the original cast right so there's like a new blogger character oh that similar to what kristen bell did in the first right. gossip girl oh yeah whose identity uh um Is she an influencer Probably an influencer this time instead of a blog, ah. right? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. We uh, really need that show, do we sh- not? But this show revealed the blogger to the audience, but remained hidden to the characters. So they had a diverse cast. It had inclusion of queer stories. You know. I, I'm, I'm shocked about that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Was this on? It's on Netflix. See, Chachi's on okay. it now. We're, we're on the HBO now. Yeah, oh, so HBO, it's HBO. HBO. Okay. All right. So speaking of uh, woke HBO shows, I can't believe HBO rebooted a CW show. That's shocking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've got money to burn over there. All right, let's talk about Velma because that's on HBO Max. Um, apparently, oh. um, a lot of viewers tuned in, um, which was uh, lauded as the most watched launch for an original animated show. But that's pretty much where the good news ends. Then now, what was the drop off in the second episode, Al? <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to tune in. They were very curious about it because there are a lot of fans of the original, uh, you know, Scooby Doo series. But first of all, you don't bring Scooby back at all. No. Um, I was and, about Scooby Doo. Yeah, well, there was a black girl named Scooby on that. There's a black girl. Okay, <laughs> yes, yeah, Scooby with a Scooby with an eye. Scooby with an eye. Who Shaggy met? Yeah. I, I saw online. I didn't watch the show. And then Millie, Mindy Cowling, who's writing the series. Um, you know, did a um, ethnicity bend with Velma, who is now Indian. Um, but 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 Mindy's not a lesbian, is she? Because I mean, now Velma's a lesbian too. Now Velma's also <laughs> lesbian and also Indian. Yeah. Um, which apparently has um, I guess a relationship with Daphne. Now Daphne is no longer straight. She's now lesbian and she's also Asian. So there's another change. Is she also disabled? She's not disabled. She's not, not yet. Is not anybody yet. on the show disabled? No, no. As far as Nobody I know, no one's disabled. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Uh, but you know, Daphne was known. Enough. 
Daphne was kind of like the hot redhead that was always on Ken's nuts or um, yeah. Fred's nuts. Sorry. Fred's nuts. Yeah. Uh, but now Fred is um, a douchebag character. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So the white guy on the show is the. Um, yes. That, that's what okay. they did. They did that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's shocking. This yeah. Shocking. And Shaggy's the intelligent one, apparently. So. Mm. Mm. Basically, the quote says here, no, not one character be- behaves anything like you'd expect. And none of them are enjoyable to watch. Hmm. Which is what people Daphne. love. People love that. Yeah. People people want to take what they loved and just change everything about it. Everything. I'm like, you know what? I really but, but see, see here's the drawback. Shouldn't they just come up with their own characters for their own show instead of ruining yeah. something people love? I want to make a Agreed. I want to make a you know a reboot of the Fat Albert in, in the Cosby Kids show, but without Fat Albert, I want to make all the kids white. Mm. Yeah, you should do that because I mean <laughs> that that's diversification. It's and people would mm. love that. Wait, wait, Mushmouth, you have to, um, hey, he has to be yeah. articulate. Yeah. He has to be articulate this time, right? He was one of the I funnier don't... characters on that that cartoon. Was, uh, I mean, he had a disability, but I guess he was meant, his character was meant to be funny. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, ah, gosh, I don't know, guys. It's apparently IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes have a very, very low score of this Velma series. The lowest um, of all time. Yeah. On. But, but she, like even her keep, target audience that like i don't know who sh- the show is for <laughs> yeah right it's for matt and kaylee i think it's just for just for the I, the news the news um articles i think i guess so uh, he's pretty much like i think self-inserted into velma like she's really? and but made velma like super unlikable and like unlikable. everything mm. of the show is like so even like because like I was like excited for the show and then like after hearing about it like from it's like all the sides have joined together to just hate the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both the left and the right. brings everybody together. Yeah, if she united the world, but not in the way that she wanted to. Yeah, everybody hate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not everybody hating the show. So I kind of want to watch to see how bad it is now, oh, but man. I. I First, I was like, no, there's no way I'll watch it. But I think I want to watch just to see how bad it is. I've seen a couple clips. And, like, there was one so where, like, yeah. she's, like, having a panic attack. But it's, like, it's so bad. It's oh, just... Jesus, so horrible. I see one with a bunch of girls in the shower. bunch of girls in the shower? Yeah, I saw a clip of that. Okay, how was that? I mean, it still wasn't hot. Like, I don't it wasn't know. hot. <laughs> no. All right, I'll tell you what's hot, guys. If you haven't seen yet an animated show, it's Harley Quinn. <laughs> On HBO Max, guys, I highly recommend it. That is they a have, good show. They have, yeah, it's a great show. They just dropped the trailer for the Harley Quinn Valentine's Day special. So as you know, Kaylee Cuoco voices Harley Quinn, and um, yeah. Drake Bell voices Poison Ivy. There is a clip of Harley Quinn taking off Poison Ivy's pants. Who voices Who voices Poison Ivy? Um, her name is Drake Bell. Lake, oh, sorry, oh, that sounded like Lake, a dude. I'm sorry, yeah. Lake Lake I'm Bell. From, I'm sorry. Lake Bell, okay. Lake Bell. Lake, Drake Bell is from that Disney show, right? I'm sorry, Lake Bell. <laughs> I'm like, man, they really got a guy to, to voice Poison Ivy? I'm like, sorry, Lake Bell. Yeah. <laughs> the the I got, I got yeah. thrown off, guys. I got thrown off. I'm sorry. Yeah, keep, keep that in there. Um, and they even have Dark Side, voiced by Michael Ironside, uh, who, had, who was featured in the trailer as well. So that's really cool. Um, but this is a, this is a series is completely for adults. It's an adult, um, audience, you know, it's, 
it gets very gory, um, some a lot of f bombs, and yeah, I mean, sexual situations. So yeah. wait, wait, perfect. they're both, are they both on HBO? And they're both both Velma and Harley Quinn are on HBO Max. Did they have a crossover where Harley Quinn kills Velma? <laughs> 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 maybe we should see that so no one no one here except for me have seen harley quinn's animated series no i saw it, it was, it's pretty good you saw it. oh man as al raises his calloused hand up in the air <laughs> i use lotion thank you okay <laughs> I like to think of my hands are supple like uh, like <laughs> <laughs> like thing Wednesday. Okay. Oh God, Josh. All right. Um. All right. Huge news for Rick and Morty guys. All right. Oh God. So, Adult Swim has cut ties with Justin Roiland, and this is gonna make Rick and Morty a completely different show. Uh, but but do you know what makes no sense? Wasn't like Dan Harmon in trouble for like harassing people too, and they kind of shitty too. Dan, yeah, I've heard about that about Dan, but apparently with domestic violence, it's... Yeah, but I mean, what, is it proven, proven, or is it just one of those, like, hey, uh, like the Johnny Depp thing? Well, he was dropped, okay, so he was dropped uh, by Adult Swim after he was charged and recently arrested with felony domestic battery and false imprisonment in Orange County, California, following accusations from an unnamed woman who Royland was reportedly dating, so... Because he t- they cut ties, they have to recast their two biggest characters because mm. Justin voiced both Rick and Morty. Oh, he voiced a lot more than that. Did you look at his IMDb? He voiced like he voiced a lot of characters, characters on the show. Okay, so those those well, won't be as noticeable. But if you take the two main characters, yeah. Rick and Morty, you're gonna have like a you might as well just cancel show. the show at that point in time. They should like cancel the show now. You know, I, I was curious. I never watched well, the Alley guy after they replaced. Um, Mike Brown, who voiced Cleveland. Has anyone watched the recent episode no. of Family Guy? I don't no, it's it not, it's not I'm curious to see how, how the new Cleveland voice is because. Was that Allie? Um, so I've like heard multiple voice actors who can do like spot on. Like there's this one, I think his name's Sean Kelly. Um, Sean Kelly. Yeah. Look up. He is fantastic, but he can do Rick, Morty, Mr. Meeshing, like everyone. Oh, really? It's fantastic. Okay. You it sounds just like him. Not be exactly like 100% exactly. So he, they so should I, be reaching out to him. Yeah, and I've heard others that are like spot on, but he is the the one dude. Um, he is like fantastic and can do all the voices. Uh, wow. That just, so I don't think they're gonna have a problem with uh, finding a replacement, and it not like it. I think it's gonna sound just like Rick and Morty. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, but, I mean, are they gonna get rid of Dan Harmon now too? Because people are probably gonna call for that too. Because not that I've well, heard of. Justin I mean, Morton, well, they need um, new writers instead he's of the brain behind it. Yeah. Yeah. All the stuff that's come out, though, like it's disgusting. Like he was like chatting with underage girls. Um, oh, Dan Harmon. one? Um, Justin Roiland. Oh, Justin Roiland yeah, was. Yeah. I thought this was Dan Harmon. Oh. Okay. So many underage. Because I know Dan Harmon Harmon has some stuff on him too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear about the um, Justin Roiland talking to underage yeah. girls. That There's that wasn't a... like underage girls he was trying to like party with and like oh wow and then like a podcast that resurfaced of him talking about he was like defending um guys who found like like uh what was it the show to catch a predator and was like defending the people (laughs) yeah you can't defend those people 14 year olds he was like well no he was like if the 14 year old is like fully developed and has like big titties of course uh, oh my god yeah that's pretty bad 
talking about like how 14 year olds like he's found for like seen 14 year olds that were attractive and fully but, but, but the thing is how did he get to this far with that going on i mean then they how come nobody saw it before us no i think people saw it before but they but now that the charges of the domestic you can't defend that they have a reason like i think he would basically he made them money like i he has a popular show like i feel like the network had to know i don't know so they swept that on the rug but now for domestic violence they're they're they they decided mm -hmm. to let him go but he's also losing uh, two shows on Hulu for Solar Opposites and Koala Man. I never so, heard of those. But. Yeah, those are sh uh, two shows that, that he had on, on Hulu. Um, but Rick and Morty, I'm trying to get through like the newest season, and it, it's hard for me to get through it. Like, and yeah, I was late to the game. It's not as good as it used to be. No, I, like, I watched like, all the early seasons. Like, it was wonderful. But then like last season, before this newest season, it started really going downhill, I thought. Hmm. Like a lot of um, episodes. The two, there's like the two Beths. Yeah, yeah. See all that uh, stuff. I saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the two Beths. Yeah, they still have the other uh, Beth. Um, and currently, you know, that's kind of like because usually self uh, episodes are self-contained, but that's like an, an ongoing thing is that they still have. Yeah, space, yeah, some, yeah. Beth are part of the show now. Yep, exactly. That's so that's interesting. Line. All right. Technically, isn't like the one Beth the real Beth, like the. The one from space, and the other one's just like another one, one from some other universe or something. Yeah, like that. but she was the one that raised the kids, so that's they mm -hmm. decided to not switch her up. I guess I don't know. Um, almost done here. So the 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 network TV news I have is number sixteen, and um, Gotham Knights is a new show on CW, which I I guess is kind of like the one of the few DC shows left because the Flash is ending. Um, so this is pretty much Gotham Knights and Superman and Lois, I think, are the only uh, other uh, two uh, DC shows left. But Gotham Knights has our boy Ethan Embry and Sonny Mabry joining the cast. And uh, Chachi, you interviewed Ethan Embry at a, at a Monster Mania a few years back. And uh, he'll be uh, joining the show as Arthur Brown, who was the villain Clue Master. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Cool. Uh, That'll be cool to see that. Um, I mean, well, who who's in Gotham Knights? I mean, is it like Nightwing, and or is it like just some random like, like I characters? Seen that show yet. Yeah, we'll get on um, that. Because I mean, because I, I don't know who else. I mean, like, is it like all like B characters, like just random like? I think it is a lot of B characters, quite frankly. Yeah, it's kind of like a Legends of Tomorrow. It's like these guys who might have been like in a comic like once, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but we should definitely. Uh, someone should watch it on our behalves. And come on, Allie, I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, How many shows I need to watch? A lot of shows. A lot of shows. Um, I love Aubrey Plaza. She hosted Saturday Night Live and was the second most watched SNL episode with 4.8 million, right behind the Steve Martin and Martin Short hosted episode. And uh, they did a um, they did a reunion, a Parks and Rec uh, reunion of Aubrey Plaza's character April, and Leslie Nope, uh, as you know, is Amy Poehler plays that character. Um, so that was during the weekend update skit. So if you're fans of Parks and Rec, mm -hmm. you should check it out. Yeah, she was uh, great in the the series White Lotus. You know, I haven't it's watched White Lotus yet, but that's actually a good show. Oh, yeah, you'd like it. Have you watched both seasons? Yeah, I have. 
I, I, I love Aubrey Plaza. I, you know, I've seen Legion. I've seen her show Ingrid Goes West. But she's great and, just in like basic interviews, like on like talk oh, shows. She's just fantastic. She's so, so entertaining funny. and funny, yes. and she's beautiful. <laughs> Let's not forget that she's quirky. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Yeah. Let's not forget that she's beautiful too. She is beautiful. Let's not let's not let's not forget that. Yeah. She's talented and funny, but let's not forget her beauty. Right? right. Why not? She's, we don't want to forget that. Yeah. You can't forget it. You can't forget it. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Let's just go over a few uh SAG AFTRA award noms. Um since we did a lot of tel- a lot of movies earlier, maybe just limit to the T V stuff. Um, so male actor in a television movie limited series, Steve Carell, the patient, Taryn. Al Soto. Thank you. Al Soto would be a great one. <laughs> uh, Taryn Edgerton for Blackbird, Sam Elliott for 1883. Oh, Paul nice. Walter Hauser for Blackbird. I need to see Blackbird. I heard good things about that. And Evan Peters Dahmer. So Evan won the oh, nice. in the same category. Yeah. So he, well, you know, he looks just like him too, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he really did really creepy so we'll have to see what happens there all right female actor in a limited series television movie emily blunt jessica chastain uh julia garner for inventing anna nisi nash for dahmer and amanda seyfried the dropout um i've only seen one of these five which is inventing anna which julia garner is phenomenal in anything she does she's such a fantastic actor she's great with the accents and she does that russian german accent for you know hard to discern european accent for inventing anna which was a good series i highly recommend it but uh does she do a good job on her or is she like obviously she did a great job i think she i mean yeah she's nominated um rightfully so i think um I haven't seen Dahmer yet, um but um what can you guys say about nishi nash's uh character on Dahmer? was it was it worthy? She was all right. Well, yeah. Who did she play on there? She played um, the neighbor. Yeah, the neighbor. Yeah. Oh yeah, she did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, male actor in a comedy series: Anthony Carrigan, Barry, Bill Hader, Barry, Steve Martin, and Martin Short, the duo. Of See, that was great. Of only mirrors in the building, and Jeremy Allen White for the bear. Vinnie Mac, who left us, he's a big fan of the bear. I haven't seen the bear yet, but uh, cocaine bear. It's not cocaine, cocaine bear. bear looks awesome, it. doesn't it? Yeah, cocaine bear look looks awesome. great, but this is a this TV show. But uh, only murders in the building. You know what? I mean, these guys are they're getting up there in age. So why don't you give them a nod? You know, what I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I heard it's hilarious. I haven't watched it yet, though. I haven't seen it yet either. Yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty good. It, so it's pretty good. Is it worth a look? Mm-hmm. Only murders. Yeah. I'll have to check I like it out. season one better, uh, but I mean, season season two is okay. Yeah. Female actor in a comedy series. Interesting, but uh, that Wednesday is considered a comedy. Jenna Ortega is not. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, she's, she was pretty good, but you know, they're not going to give it to her because uh, she had COVID on set. They're going to use her as an example. They're like, you, have to, you had COVID on set. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she's, you know who I think is going to get it? It's either going to be Christina Applegate or Gene Hacks. Gene Smart. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, Christina Applegate deserves like it just because. Uh, this might be her last health issues yeah yeah and that's bad and christina is one of the sweetest actresses i've met in person i also love rachel brosnan another sweetheart that i've met um but she's already had that nod before so we also have quinta brunson from uh, abbott elementary and i could see her winning as well but uh 
I don't think Jenna's going to win now, uh, but it was cool for her. You know, I yeah, I don't know. If you get on Abbott Elementary, you're definitely right for her, right? Oh, yeah, that, that, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, you had something on your mind? Oh, I was just saying, um, I could see Jenna Ortega also. Um, well, I haven't also seen the other stuff, but, but I see fantastic as Wednesday. She did fantastic, yeah. So just, if you haven't seen the rest, it's hard to compare it. But uh, yeah, as far as winning, I don't know. It's just her. It's her uh, debut, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But she's fantastic in it. Let's you know, let's not get that twisted there. Um, ensemble in a comedy series, Abbott Elementary. Barry the Bear hacks only members in the building. Um, male actor in a drama series, um, Jonathan Banks. Better call Saul. Oh, nice. Yeah, there you go. He deserves it. Jason Bateman, Ozark. No. Bob Odenkirk. Maybe he got to be for Did he? Jason Bateman, no, I don't think he's I, ever I thought won. I he got it, or was he award? just nominated before? He was nominated. I don't think he ever won. Okay. Now, will Bob Odenkirk finally not get snubbed? Yeah, he, he deserves it. it. He deserves yeah. it ever, Bateman. Yeah, now that he, you know, he, he's been nominated for Better Call Saul, you know? He's going to um, get my vote. Jeff Bridges for the old man, and that was pretty good too. Did you see that? I haven't seen it yet. Is he worthy of a nom? Of a nom? It's worthy of watching. I mean, you can make make your decision. It's okay. But here's the dark horse: Severance. I was lucky enough to get invited to an Apple TV screening Q and A with Adam Scott. It's a weird, wacky show. It's basically creating a clone for you to be your work horse to work for you and you get to live your own personal life which is an amazing concept where your clone will do all the work you know, that's an episode of uh what's he called rick and morty isn't it is that ever is the, the rick i'm and morty pretty sure that, that was an episode of yeah rick but, and morty, with the, but one of the clones want eagle eagle rights after a while yeah that's what happened they like they fell asleep and they had oh, their clones doing the, the stuff at night no they had no they became clones at night like then they did all the work at night and they just Right over like sleeping it or something like that. It could be a very scary reality the way technology is, but uh, it, the premise is a very cool pre- um, premise. But uh, the show is really cool, and Adam Scott he kind of deserves a nod there. But we'll see what happens there. Um, actor and uh, actress, female actor in a drama series includes both Julia Garner and Laura Linney for Ozark. Um, Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown. Jennifer Coolidge for the White Lotus, and no. yeah, it's the first mom, right? Yep. And Zendaya for Euphoria. Um, all right, uh, outstanding performance by an ensemble and a drama series. Better I'll be surprised Saul. if Jennifer gets it. You, you'd be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if Jennifer. Wouldn't be surprised yeah. because actually yeah. Jennifer Coolidge did win the um. The um, actor in, at the Golden Globe, the female actor yep. at the Golden Globe for that for that role. So, and she appears in both seasons. And she says, "Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It says uh, drama series, but the White Lotus is considered an anthology series. So, for whatever reason, the SAG Award sees the White Lotus as a series. Because why would Jennifer Coolidge be nominated for female actor in a drama series? Yeah, right. Yeah, interesting. Well, well, she's she's married to um, Uncle Rico from um, The Point Dynamite in, in that movie. Oh, series. yeah. <laughs> oh, very cool. Okay, well, that, now it's definitely worth a look, right? Yeah. Um, Better Call Saul, The Crown, Ozark, Severance, and White Lotus are all the ensemble in the drama series. So the SAG Awards they do best ensemble. The, the you know what? I didn't get any screeners yet. Did you get anything else? 
Digitals are out. Um, there's not many, as many DVDs being sent out. I know that that's only nice. two movies we're going to get on DVD. Oh, uh, the sucks. Fablemans and uh, can't recall the other one. Most of them will be digital. Yeah. yeah do people I mean, still have DVD players? That's a thing. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I yeah. still have my DVD player. But the great thing about the DVDs is that you get to keep you them. You can watch right? them whenever. It's like, yeah. but, but the other stuff's just the limited. Links, the, di- the digital links expire. They'll be gone after the voting's yeah. done. Yeah. So you don't get a copy of it. You know, that's the drawback, basically. Well, there used to be a, a format called DivX. Remember DivX? And that DivX, was like DVDs. Yeah. 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 That was like DVDs yeah. that would like expire. Like they would um, decompose the coding on the top or whatever. It's kind of like a Mission Impossible. They put the DVD in and play yeah. it, and then it just like. I think after off. a few days, it starts like decomposing. Wow. It's like about the package. It's like, but yet, it's like cheese buy a that goes player. bad in your fridge, you know? Yeah, but you had to buy a special player that played DivX um, DVDs. Interesting. And the player was like more money than a regular DVD player. Wow. Okay. Um, and for movies, um, almost identical to Oscars, it's a uh, female actor in supporting role includes Angela Bassett, Hong Chow, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, male actor in supporting role includes Paul Dano, The Fablemans, Brendan Gleeson, Barry Keoghan, Kihu Kwan, Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse. Um, female actor in a leading role, Kate Blanchett, Tar, Viola Davis, The Woman King, Anna de Armas, Blonde. See? Yeah, she's getting some attention there. Danielle Deadweiler for Till and Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Male actor in a leading role. Um, this is they have one surprise here, but the four very expected ones is Austin Butler, Elvis, Colin Farrell, Banshees of Minasheran. Brennan Fraser, The Whale, Bill Nye, Living, and Adam Sandler for Hustle. Nominated really? for leading actor in a, uh, yeah, male actor. Leading How role. much did Adam Sandler have to give the SAG? Uh, to... <laughs> <laughs> right? I got paid for that movie. I mean, I just wasn't in it. So exactly. Like... And the performance by a cast in a motion picture includes Babylon, Banshees of Inishirin, or Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablements, and Women Talking. Um, as they Do recognize you know Ed Sheeran should have got on that movie? I mean, because he does <laughs> some acting. I mean, and this is an important category because these are a lot of like movies and TV shows that we we love, but overlook for the acting abilities. Outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a motion picture includes The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Top Gun Maverick, The Woman King, and Avatar, The Way of the Water. Yeah, but that, Top Gun Maverick's uh, Tom Cruise. He does, he does his own stunts, doesn't right. he? It's like... <laughs> so I don't think that one's going to win, because basically because Tom <laughs> does his own stunts. And for television series, stunt ensemble um, in a television series include Andor, The Boys, which we love The Boys. Did you see the Herogasm episode? What'd you say? Yeah. Uh, uh, He's this, talking about the boys. Yeah, the st- stunt ensemble for a TV series. So again, those nominees include Andor, <laughs> The Boys, Lord, uh, House of the Dragon, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and Stranger Things. Yeah. How does Rings of Power have any of? God, I don't get it. Yeah, interesting. Rings of Power did not have any awards nominations for yeah. anything. So as you know, the SAG Awards is just for acting. Um, interestingly yeah. enough, none of the House of the Dragon actors nominated for the performance, which I'm surprising. 
And because the thing is, the Golden Globes awarded House of the Dragon for best drama series. So interesting, right? Well, that's because uh, that's because they get money from Amazon. So that's right. Uh, I mean, I mean, for HBO. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was OK. I mean, but the problem is you only had actors on for half the series and they switched to actors. Yeah. But not even yeah. half the series. It's like. I was like, just it was roughly half. Stuff. It was like six, six episodes in. Yeah. yeah so it's like, the, it's like two shows. It's like, that's, how can you nominate anybody? For nine a lot. Yeah. Because there's so much like turnaround. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turnover rather. Yeah. All right. Um, Me too news. Um, just a couple of things. Marilyn Manson settled a lawsuit uh, brought by Game of Thrones. Speaking of Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones actress Esme Bianco. Who accused them of physical, uh, sexual, and psychological abuse. I'm sure Marilyn Manson has all kinds of accusations against him. He's got a lot. He's got a lot. He also has Evan Rachel Wood as well. Yeah, if you look at even, like, articles of, like, people interviewing him, like... Yeah. He, like, it's disgusting. Well, didn't he have, like, a... Didn't he actually make a movie that, that, like, he said he wasn't... He's not allowed to show or something because he was, like, raping women or something in it? It Oh, my God. Crazy thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They they reach a deal in principle to resolve the suit. I don't know what no no further details were disclosed, but they yeah. did reach an agreement. But he's already been canceled. He's been dropped by yeah. his record label. He's been dropped by a CAA agency, <clears throat> and he still faces a suit from um his ex girlfriend Ashley Morgan Smith line. And um, of course, hey, those episodes from the Wonder Years. <laughs> that was the <laughs> craziest, craziest uh, rumor that uh, Marilyn Manson. He does played, look like him, though, doesn't he? Oh, the I remember the that rumor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, it was so, it was so not true. Um, <laughs> and Pamela Anderson, not really me too, but she. Um, but did disclosed. he also remove his ribs? Did That's he remove like his it? ribs? So he could, he could blow himself. Remember that rumor? Oh, yeah, yeah, Anderson? he did do it. Yeah. Yeah. Removed so he sexually harassed himself. I mean, God, that guy does. Yeah. He removed his ribs so he can blow himself. Yeah, that yeah. was a rumor back then. Jesus Christ, dude. Actually, I don't even know if that's a rumor. That's probably true because doesn't that's he have true. <laughs> Speaking of penises, um, Tim Allen <laughs> allegedly uh, flashed Pat Anderson on Home Improvement set. Pam Anderson talked about this. Uh, that she has a memoir and Netflix documentary coming out. In January 31st. Now, I have a question. Did she flash him back? Because I could see her doing that. <laughs> well, I mean, at the time she was 23 and he was old. Um, but uh, um, apparently. He wasn't that old in 20. Oh, was he wasn't that old then? Okay. Because no. yeah, well, she's kind of old now, too. Yeah, she's 55 now. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's probably in his 30s. Oh, okay. That's a good point. I didn't, I didn't yeah. verify his age now. But. Um, but yeah, Tim Allen flashed her on, on her first day of set, um, and uh, apparently Pam walked out of her dressing room, and Tim was in the hallway in his robe. He opened his robe and flashed, flashed her <laughs> completely naked underneath. You know that sounds like Brock Lesnar. Did you ever hear that story? Brock Lesnar did that to uh, uh, Tori Ronalds. <laughs> Brock. You Lesnar. hear about that? Like, I mean, they said like Goldust uh, went went after uh, Brock Lesnar because he did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he married an older broad too. He re- married yeah. uh, Sable. God, the only thing I got on my first day at the job was um, lunch at Chili's. <laughs> Not a flash. No. Well, you know what? So <laughs> Pam Anderson, 
she's not <laughs> saying anything negative about the experience. She said it's only fair because Tim saw her naked in Playboy. So, and saying says that now they're even, you know. Um, so, anyways, um, <laughs> um, well, you know, this this happened while we were off the air, but like uh, Alec Baldwin, yeah, charged for involuntary manslaughter. Well, I told you. I mean, it's like think about it. He had to have pointed the gun and pulled the trigger, and yeah. he's responsible because he's a producer, if nothing else. So it's like for the producing part, yes, but for the performer, I agree with what SAG after said in their statement. They said it's a tragedy, but it's it's a failure of duty or criminal act. It is said so they're saying that what he did is not a failure of duty or criminal act on part of any performer. Well, I mean, the, um, I, mean, if you, I mean, even if you're joking with a firearm and you pull the trigger and kill somebody, yes, uh, whether it's a joke or not, it's an accident. But you still the one. No, but if it. he, but wouldn't it be the prop guy whose um, mistake it was? I mean, if Al Baldwin is shooting it, obviously he doesn't think it's going to kill somebody. If he's like doing it. For well, well, no, did you hear the other thing that came out? This is pretty weird, too. Like they found live bullets throughout the set. Like they said, Jensen Ackles had one. They said, um, uh, who else had he had? He had they found a live bullet on his uh, bullet belt, too. So there were yeah. live bullets mixed all around with all these other bullets. So it's like, Jesus, it's a, That's so it was not just it was like a lot of people's fault. So negligence. So unprofessional, well, like unsafe, like the reason the um it even happened in the first place was a lot of the crew and um it was just like well they were taking the gun out and shooting stuff weren't they like in the during lunch one in charge and like she had like no experience her dad is like um a well-known prop um prop guy but she like fucked things up but a lot of the crew and stuff walked out and left because of the mistreatment yeah yeah hannah hannah gutierrez read the armor Yeah. yeah Um, so yeah, she actually work. loaded the weapon. So, mm-hmm. um, and then it's of course like you have the where it should have never happened and like had. Like, but I mean, I, the- I train people on firearm safety on sets, and it's like you don't even ever point the gun up. You don't even play with the guns. Mm-hmm. So they were playing. He was playing with a gun. He should never. And he's been doing this long and longer than anybody else. So do you disagree with movies? Who knows better? SAG afters on Alec Baldwin's side is saying because Alec Baldwin is a big name actor that's why but he wait so was he not part of guilty was he not part of the scene no when you point a gun at somebody even if you're pointing at the camera you point it off to an angle he didn't do it he pointed right at somebody so it's his fault no but was he was he no the matter actor in the scene, or was he just part of no he was, was he, he pointed it there he's an actor because she probably said something smart hmm. he, he was not getting along with the crew he probably said something she probably said something to him like stop playing around or something he was like Fine, and pretended the shooter. Oh, well, I don't know if that. Whether it's an accident or not, it's still his negligence of doing that. And you never point a gun at anybody, no matter what. Right. You always point at angle, and you always hold the gun well, down. Sag so after, it was still he knows better. It's like well, I don't care what his excuse this is. This is true, like, but Sag after makes a very valid point. An actor's job is not to be a firearms or weapons expert. No, but they're but they're trained, and they tell you on every set. Okay. Don't don't point the guns at people. Firearms are provided for their use under the guidance of multiple expert professionals directly yes. responsible for the safe and accurate operation of firearms. But he in still addition, pointed it at her and he pulled the trigger. Whether yeah. joking or not, he still did it. 
The employer is always responsible for providing a safe work environment at all times, including hiring and supervising the work professionals train in weapons. So right, he was also the one who hired the people too. That's, so it's like, I that's where he's at fault is as a producer. He's also at fault because he played with the gun and pointed at something yeah, and to shoot him. It's, it's so it's a, like, it's I mean, I, I understand, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it, I know it's an accident. He didn't like, I don't think he went to go kill her, but I think it was yeah. still his fault. Yeah. It's wild, man. Um, so the last thing on my list was WWE stuff, but uh, perhaps uh, uh, Big Paul and I can discuss that. Um, but wow, while we're off the air, Chachi, we, we lost quite a few um, notable names in entertainment. We always do when we pick a hiatus. We always do when we pick a hiatus and we lost some names. So um, let's go in, I guess, um, for more reasons to some of the ones that we missed. Um, um well, we first of all, Lance Kerwin very recently passed away. Was in the series James at fifteen, uh, the Stephen King miniseries Salem's Lot. Um, cause of death still being conducted, but sadly, uh, Lance Kerwin had passed away. Legendary rocker David Crosby, co-founder of the Crosby, Stills and Nash, passed away on January eighteen. Oh yeah, one um, big time legend. Huge legend in the world of uh, rock and roll. Um, Van Conner of the band Screaming Trees sadly died at the age of 55. Uh, Gina Lola Brigida, actress and sex symbol, um, apparently called the most beautiful woman in the world. I haven't heard of her, though. She passed away at the age of 95. Damn. Um, Yoshio Yoda. Japanese actor and businessman, businessman known for his 60s TV series, Mikhail's Navy, died uh, on January 13th at the age of 88. Al Brown, um, who played Commissioner uh, Stan Valchek on HBO's The Wire, an actor from The Wire, guys, passed away at the age of 83 in Las Vegas. C.J. Harris uh, from American Idol. Very, very sad news. Um, he died on January 13th after suffering a me- medical emergency. Um, he made it into the top six on season 13. He was kind of like the black country uh, artist, you might recall, Chachi, from uh, from quite a while ago. But, um, yeah, certainly very sad. Uh, Robbie Knievel, stunt performer, uh, famous for his uh, record-breaking motorcycle jumps. And he's the son of Evil Knievel. Right. Died uh, after a battle with pancreatic cancer. Rest in peace. It sucks. Somebody like him, like you figured he would have went out like in a blaze of glory on one of his stunts. Stunts, right. So it is sad to see him die so young. Yeah, cancer. And yes, F cancer. It's a horrible thing. That's horrible. This one really affected myself and Chachi. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley, the daughter of Elvis, died after uh, cardiac arrest at the young age of 54. Um, The only child of Elvis and Priscilla Presley. She was seen at the Golden Globes being interviewed on the red carpet when Austin Butler was on the red carpet. And she kind of like, you know, uh, interrupted his interview and uh, talked a little bit. And... um, I don't know. You could tell that she she kind of was her lines were a little uh, slurred her speech. I don't know if she was well or what, but certainly super duper sad. I mean, her daughter is Riley Keough, who's a, a mega star now, and um, really really sad that Lisa is no longer with Chachi. You met Lisa. What what event was uh, that? I can't remember. It was at um, I think it was at Mist. Um, 
Oh, did she perform or just uh, did do a performance or? I think she. I think she performed. It was wow. Like, it probably was like over ten years ago. Okay. When I when I met her. Wow. So yeah. But that's... yeah, I mean, I mean, poor um, Priscilla too, like losing like her grandson and now daughter in such a short amount of time. And I wonder mm. how much Lisa Marie losing her son took a toll on her. Like I'm not sure what the heart attack was from. I'm not sure yeah. any kind of substance abuse or or what it was. She they, apparently she was vocal about substance abuse um, issues in right, the past, yeah. right? Ah, uh, just so tragic that she's gone, man. And you know, her mother is is as well. Priscilla Presley still. Oh man, it's sad. Um, all right. What's her, um, what's her daughter? And you said her daughter is um Riley Keough. What is yeah. she in? She's been in everything. Mad Max. She was. She's in the upcoming TV series on Amazon that we're talking about. She was in. Okay. The, um, the girlfriend experience on Showtime. Um, wow. She's been a ton of stuff, man. She's she's amazing. Was that, uh, was that her and Michael Jackson's um, son? I mean, daughter? No. no. <laughs> uh, Danny Keough was, uh, was uh, Lisa Marie's. Uh, yeah, she was married four times. Danny Keough, Michael Jackson, Nicholas Cage, and Michael Lockwood. And, oh, yeah. I forgot, I forgot she was married Nicholas Cage, too. Wow. Yeah. And that was really Lockwood, short, too, wasn't it? Yeah. She had four children. Uh, her son passed away, I believe. Uh, Riley Keough, and then she's got two younger kids, I believe, with Michael Lockwood. Um, Wasn't Nicholas Cage like a big uh, like Elvis fan? Yeah, he was a huge yeah. Elvis fan. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of weird that you're like a big Elvis fan and then you like marry like his yeah. daughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, That's sad though. That's sad. Yeah, and I, you that's know, like, nice. like I expected her to. You always expected her to have a bigger music career than what she had. Like nobody, yeah. you know ever got close to like you know the level uh, elvis was and um even her you know even this marie's son i'm not sure was he ever in music but he looked he looked just like elvis lisa marie's son yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think i think he they're they're all they all were involved in music but they never attained the success that that elvis you know reached you know well i'm glad i'm, I'm glad um she at least survived long enough to see um that elvis movie and you know, in the see, see, movie, yeah, see her dad portrayed in that way, and herself, and like that, like I know, like from her interviews, that was really mm-hmm. special for her, her to see. Exactly, yeah, and it was. Her, she her and her she literally there. just had an interview at the Golden Globes about it, and she died. Like, yeah, two days after that. So sad. All right, moving on. Uh, Robbie Bachman, uh, drummer of the legendary um, rock band the Bachman Turner Overdrive, passed away on January twelfth. Ben Masters, who uh, was in the soap opera Passion, died at 75 years old on January 11th. I remember Passion. You remember Passions? Yeah. yeah. Carol Cook, the comedic actress who rose to fame uh, with the help and mentorship of Lucy Ball, Lucille Ball, passed away wow. in, on January 11th. She was uh, three days shy of her 99th birthday. Damn. Um, Jeff Beck, legendary guitarist, um, contacted bacterial meningitis oh my it's horrible horrible way to go name one of the five greatest guitarists ever ever by rolling stone damn wow. um certainly really sad um he passed away at the age of 78 tatjana petites um a former supermodel uh died at the young age of 56 um her cause of death was not made public wow Adam Rich, former child star who played Nicholas Bradford on Eight is Enough. He was a child actor. Yeah. Also young, 54. 
Yeah, I remember that show. For, yeah, in the 70s. From His show went from 1977 to 1981. Um, Earl Bowen, um, best known as... Dr. Peter Silverman in the Terminator films had passed away. Um, Fred White of Earth, Wind, and Fire passed away. Uh, the rapper Gangsta Boo, uh, Lola Chantrell Mitchell, no cause of death determined, but she sadly passed away at the age of 43. Uh, Quinn Redecker, actor from Days of Our Lives and Young and the Restless. Catherine Cryan, um, director and producer, filmmaker. Jeremiah Green, Lost Mouse drummer. This is like the in memoriam section of the, the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Anita Pointer from that. the Pointer Sisters. Remember the Pointer Sisters? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah that's great. Passed away at the age of 74. And this was a big one. On December 30th, we lost Barbara Walters. Oh, yes. Um, who, uh, yeah, she she had a career for six decades. Certainly the leg- one of the legends in broadcasting and, and, and uh, journalism. She was the creator and co-host of The View. She was on The View for many, many years, too, you know. Um, you know, it's sad. Like she, it's was sad. The, she was one of the go-to for interviews back in the day. Yes. Like, you know, like, like Michael Jackson. Like, there's all these huge names. If you had, a, like, if you wanted to have a big megastar get interviewed it was barbara walters who did it exactly like either yeah. her or oprah were like the the, the two biggest ones absolutely yeah I, I still wish they would have did like um i know people some people were pushing for it for her to say um at the ball drop for the um year 2020 and new year's eve for her to say um i'm barbara walters and this is 2020 yes people that were pushing that but i don't know why it didn't happen or i don't know what our health has been in the recent years but that would have been a cool oh that would have been a good thing way. for her to do yeah. yeah uh too bad she never got to do it oh wow um neil jimenez screenwriter and director bob penny um actor who appeared in forrest gump and my cousin Vinny. um not not really familiar what roles he was in for that one um vivian westwood fashion designer a credit Credited for popularizing the punk styles of the 70s. Um, Pele, Brazilian soccer legend and record-holding winner of three World Cups. I mean, he's like the Michael Jordan of soccer. Michael Jordan of soccer, the Pele kick. um, Sadly died from uh, complications of colon cancer. How old was he? He was uh, 82. 82? Yeah. I, mean, I, I bet it was in amazing shape for an 8 year old you know, besides like the call. Yeah, he probably was, man. We also lost Rogero Diodato, Italian director known for the 1980 film Cannibal Holocaust. Actor, comedian John Bird. Joe, Joe Mercer Marley, the grandson of Bob Marley, passed away in, on December oh, wow. 7th, the young age of 31. Oh, damn. Wow. Was he into the music, did it say? I don't think they um, announced a cause of death, but he's one of Bob Marley's 11 children. I was wondering if he was uh, um, into reggae and stuff, like a musician. Yeah. Um, he, well, you know, I know Stephen Marley, um, his dad was a Grammy-winning artist. Okay. Um, and Stephen wrote music in middle school and released his song My Girl in 2010. Yeah. Um, 
Stephen Grief, actor and British TV regular. Uh, Blake Seven passed away. Maxi Jazz, lead singer of the electronic dance group Faithless. And Ronan Vebert, British actor known for saving Mr. Banks and the Borgias died after a brief illness. Um, those are the notable names that passed away uh, since uh, BTV yeah, took a little bit high. Yes, we want to, you know, not forget those um, and, and acknowledging them. But with death, we have to celebrate life for for those uh, celebrating a birthday. Includes um, actress Anna Ortiz from Ugly Betty's 51. Mia Kirshner from The L Word is 47. Christine Lakin from Step by Step is 43. Singer Alicia Keys is 42. And actor Michael Trevino from The Vampire Diaries is 37 um, on Wednesday, January 25th. So happy birthday to those. Another year on the sun, guys. And, of course, uh, we're going to close tonight with our pre-recorded interview that myself and Chachi McFly conducted earlier, earlier today with actress Jen Cohn. Um, she plays uh, attorney Cheryl Levine in the Hulu series or the limited series welcome to chippendales which uh it's great series yes it it was great i i had to tune in for her episodes and uh kumail nanjani is a fantastic actor who played the steve and jerry character it's a very dark story it's based on a completely true story there are some fictional elements to the yeah. the miniseries but a lot of it most was of the big true. stuff yeah like a lot of murders like a lot of yeah <laughs> like a lot of arsons I mean, exactly. it's just crazy. Like, I mean, even if you're just like, you're like, oh, I want to see a series based on male stripping. And that, there's so much more to it than that. Like, yep. it's just, you know, it takes place like in like the late 70s, 80s and 90s and a lot of great music and sets and costumes. And it's, it's a crazy story. I, didn't, I wasn't familiar with the whole Chippendales story, but um, started by an immigrant, an um, Indian American. And it's just insane what he did throughout <laughs> throughout the business it was a he did business dirty chach uh, you know i mean you watched the whole uh, thing yeah well i watched the final episode so i uh, okay our, our guest jen was in the last three episodes playing uh steve's attorney and did a fantastic job so this is a great interview chach she she was a lot of fun yeah she was fun and uh very animated yeah, very animated. She's got a really, really nice role in uh, in this series. Uh, she's in three of the final episodes. So right. we're gonna close out with our interview with Jen Cohn. That's our uh, featured guest here on our season premiere, our January 2023 uh, episode. Uh, no special topic this week, I guess, because we had so much to cover, guys. Yeah. But maybe we'll bring that back next week, guys. So on behalf. Of those who have left the panel, including Vinnie Mac, the one-line wonder, the co-star king, actor extraordinaire. Of course, uh, the Sith Lord, Paul Darth Wallace. Thank you for joining us here on BTB. Uh, we'll have to talk some wrestling next time. Yep. Of course, the one and only Ali Dash. We love Ali Dash. Um, I love how we're collaborating uh, more on... Uh, Barcada DMV, check them out on YouTube at Barcada DMV on YouTube and all the social medias for our short films that are available to view on our YouTube page. So check it out. Um, and um, yeah, the King of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, Chachi McFly. Well, happy year of the rabbit. 
Happy Lunar New Year, you're the rabbit. And speaking of which, condolence and thoughts go out to the families of the victims of that Monterey Park massacre. That was another sad thing. So rest oh, in horrible. peace to all those. I mean, of course, 2023. 2023 already starting on a somber note with that mass shooting and oh god i wish i wish these mass shootings end but it seems like it's not it's still still happening in in our nation super duper sad 10 people or 11 people passed away in that um crazy crazy incident all right guys we will see you guys next week btb is back weekly guys for your listening pleasure for your eargasms we will see you then. So here's our interview with Jen Cohn, and we'll see you then. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Special guest here on Below the Belt Show. We have actress Jen Cohn. You might know her as Cheryl Levine in Hulu's hit miniseries biopic, Welcome to Chippendales. Um, and uh, Jen plays Cheryl, the lawyer of uh, the character of Steve, played by Kumail. I'm Johnny. Uh, Jen, uh, thanks for uh, joining us here on BTB, Below the Belt Show. My pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you and, so much. Thanks for yeah, having me. Yeah, and I, I tell you, I mean, we're called Below the Belt Show, but Chippendales is certainly shows a lot below the belt. <laughs> below the belt, below the jeans, below, yeah, we, we go for it. Absolutely. Below the shirt, done. It, it, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, below the belt. <laughs> um, welcome to Chippendale. So when you first uh, got uh, word that you will be playing um, Cheryl, the lawyer, what were your thoughts? Well, I mean, I was thrilled. It was so much fun. You know, as as she was written, she's just so much fun because there's all this room if you want to make her big. And I found my biggest challenge was like really keeping her like a small size so that she could help move the story along and not like lean into like how, how fun her lines are. She's written to be really fun. So I love her. Very fun. Very pivotal. Giving legal advice to the baddie, uh, uh, <laughs> played by Kumail. Uh, he can't get out of his own way, man. He yeah. Heading in his own way. Just. Yep. I, we got my co-host joining here. Chachi McFly, the king of the eighties. How's it going? Chachi McFly, you have the best name in the business. <laughs> well, thank I you. Want thank your, wait, that's going to be my new stage name. I'm going to steal your name. Oh, I don't steal my name. Chachi Come on. <laughs> well, as long as you, you give me a nod to it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ch- Chachi is the king of the 80s. And, of course, this uh, series uh, took place in the 80s, I guess a little bit of the 90s, too, because that's yeah. when. Uh, I think the 70s, too, right? Late and 70s. the 70s. So we're, yes. we're, we're talking. in the late 70s. Yeah. Right. Three decades of, of um, and I gotta say, the costuming was on point. Right, unbelievable, right? Our costume designer is a genius. It was so much fun. Like Cheryl's clothes were were such a blessing. Like all of the yeah. designer, very Joan Collins dynasty. Lots of you know that major designer stuff. I had a very good time in the clothes. Wow, that did you get any? Oh, I guess any um, decision making on on what wardrobe or how you would style your hair. I or did just have some. I did have yeah. some. I had some say in her colors and her makeup. And then as we were trying on the different outfits, you know, there's that thing like when you try on uh, a wedding dress or something and you say yes to the dress. Like when you put on the right outfit, everyone knows. Like, oh, this is exactly the right outfit. There's <laughs> a, a particular Angaro jacket that was just thrilling and there was a uh, a gautier suit that was like 
it was it was so good and for a fashion head like me all of mm. this delicious vintage wear was just too good it was very exciting yeah were you familiar with the whole story before you signed on for the part I was. I was familiar with the story. Uh, I had known about the story for a long time, and I knew that it was a long time in making uh, because it had originally been written as a script, as a movie for a Bollywood star. And then that went sideways and it got shelved by a Bollywood production company for nearly a decade. And then once our show's creator, Robert Siegel, uh, was working on Pam and Tommy before he started working on this. Yes. To a producer who went to him and said, so by the way, you know, we should really work together on something else. Have you ever heard the story of what happened with Chippendales? He's like, I wrote this script all these years ago. <laughs> and it was crazy. Uh, and so then at that point is when he started wanting to talk to Kumail about it. And he had this okay. real image of it for him. So, yes, yeah, so I had been aware of it for a long time. Camille did a fascinating job. Like it was, he did great. Like it really, like, I mean, he really brought the character to life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and I really feel like it works best as a, as a limited series versus a movie. I know you're alluding to a movie because uh, we wanted to see a little bit of the character develop. We we wanted to so much story to tell. A lot of story to tell. Yeah. Which I, so I didn't I, know about the whole story. I heard like little bits and pieces, but you know, right. I never thought that I would be watching a series. Based on male strippers, you know, like I right. never saw Magic Mike <laughs> movies or whatever. But it's right. like there's so much for everybody. Like if you're into half naked men, you got stuff for you. If you're into like murder, if you're into action, if you're into business and in, like the 80s, there's something for like everybody, I think. And, and also some hot women in there too. Yeah, but absolutely. Yourself included. Hot women in there too. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. I'll take it. Thanks. Yes, I love it. Uh, how did you How did you like working with Camille? Oh, what a doll he is. He's lovely. He's such a nice guy. He's super collaborative. He's very available and open. He made it very friendly. He was warm. Um, you know, I was nervous because I wanted to really help him get where he needed to get in these scenes. And like, of course, every scene I'm dropped into with him is like me bringing down the hammer and like raining on his parade. So mm -hmm. I was like, I want to help you get to where you need to get and still be doing my thing. Right. And I wanted still to be nice between us, but it worked very well. He was like trying to be a like trying to be a parent with a child who's out of control. You know, like he's like he can't get out of his own way in this um, whole mm -hmm. story. Which is sad because he had everything. He had everything that he could have possibly dreamt of, and he, it wasn't enough. He wanted more. I have a couple of friends who have done this to themselves, like what? over the years. I have, well, I mean, not they haven't like gone and like no, yeah, killed people hit on somebody. <laughs> I have many friends who like dug on quite as far, but right. I think that there's a thing that happens once you've gotten a certain degree of success where you just sort of lose sight of how to hold on to what you have and to value what you have and all you can see is what's in front of you and not like and not have this protective instinct for what you've already created you know i found myself just shaking my head a lot and i felt like for cheryl like i think that cheryl sympathizes because she knows that he's ambitious but meanwhile like look what he's doing he's making such a mess of everything it was really it was an interesting character to be dealing with yeah, for sure. And I, I am not sure why this series didn't get any uh, Golden Globe or Emmy uh, attention. I'm kind of well, shocked, Emmy actually. Is for next year. It's Emmy attention will be the next Oh, round. is it the next so year? Too, yeah. Okay, Emmy good. Thank you for clarifying that. Okay, good. Um, well, that's I think why. It was too close to the Golden Globes. Those nominations came out like 
I don't ah. even know if it was a month later. Okay, so, so we'll be very, for next year, hopefully. Yeah, but Murray Bartlett was nominated for Critics' Choice Critics for his Choice. performance in it, which was yes. great. And we just found out that we were nominated for a GLAAD Award, so that's coming up yeah. next. I think that's either going to be in March or in May. So we've got that. And then the Emmys we have to look forward to. Oh, good. Uh, okay. September. And I think that word of mouth, I mean, the fact that guys like you are talking about it, this, oh. I, I, it seems to be a creeper. Like just today, <laughs> someone, seriously, yeah. a friend of mine was telling me today how her sister, when they saw that it was happening, they were like, I'm not going to watch that. It's just going to be naked men. And then right. as soon as they <laughs> saw it, they went, oh, my God, no, no, no. It's like, it's great. Like the show is, the show is excellent and like you said it's got oh, yeah. something for everyone yeah but even like the nick character was great throughout the whole thing like how he like you know really turned uh, this rough um male stripper kind of just like guys getting up there and just stripping off into it actually like a kind of like an off-broadway type of show you know which really took it to the whole next level mm-hmm. production um, values i mean that's what like, it needed it needed someone with an eye for production values to make it good yeah played by murray bartlett yeah who's great he's also was in um white lotus yeah, he just won the Emmy for yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, did he win the Emmy? Oh, awesome. He, well yeah. deserved. Yeah, no, he's amazing. He's, so, yeah, he's so he had a great cast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, killer, killer. And Juliette Lewis. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She was amazing. Fantastic, she was amazing. brilliant. And, uh, and Annalie Ashford was Who just was Irene? fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She was in uh, Impeachment. She played uh, Paula Jones in Impeachment. Okay, yeah. yeah. She's a big yes. Broadway star. Another great show. Sensational in this. Yeah, she's so good. I was yeah. amazed how like how the quality's gotten so great now in these these limited series, and it's great because it can be like one season, and that's all you need sometimes to tell the whole entire story, and like it's movie quality. I mean, this one had like the sets of movie quality, the acting and movie quality, yep. the suspense. Like they, I mean, and you said like um, it's from the same producer as Pam and Tommy. That it's it was the creator. The creator, creator. Oh, same creator. creator. Okay, definitely. Which, which you are uh, in uh, as Rachel and the radio DJ. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah, yes. I very. I. I had a very little part. I was Bob Guccione's uh, head henchwoman. Yes. Am and Tommy. I had a blast. That was awesome. Does you get a little you part. Did... You get a little Hold part, on. and Tommy did. Tommy did not. Yeah. So does that mean you didn't have to audition <laughs> because you you're already uh, in the good graces of the producers? Well, he, and I was a known quantity. I was definitely okay. a known quantity at that point. Well, that what made that so amazing was yeah. a little. Speaking of '80s. So uh, with Maxwell Caulfield was like a childhood. He, do you agree? Do you, Chachi, you know Maxwell Caulfield. You're at, he was he was the cool okay. rider in Greece too, and he was a okay. dynasty. There you go. <laughs> he was, so he was like a major heartthrob. He was like a tiger beat, you know, post, you know poster <laughs> on all girls' walls. He was like I didn't have his poster. No, heartthrob. <laughs> and when I was in sleepaway camp, when I was really little. My best friend from sleepaway camp and I were like, Maxwell Caulfield, Grease too. And I was like, someday I will co-star with him. Someday he and I will. <laughs> and here I am. I got to be his right-hand woman in Pam and Tommy. And oh, so the awesome. first thing I did was snap a picture and like send it off to her and be like, dude, I did it. It's me, Maxwell Caulfield. We made it. <laughs> so it was very exciting. Very cool. Yeah, but I was saying like even watching... um. Watching um, um, Chippendales, it reminded me of Pam and Tommy, the quality of it. So I didn't know it was from the same creator. So that yeah. makes sense. He's he's 
good at like giving you like the the the, the sugar you want with a little medicine in it. Is <laughs> yeah. like very good at right. making those kinds of projects. And a lot of male anatomy too. Why yes. not, right? Sure. <laughs> lots sure. of cocaine. Lots of cocaine. Oh yeah, yeah. Always <laughs> cocaine. More cocaine. Right? Some great eighties music. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Chachi, you're you're very a big critic of of '80s soundtracks when when they're not you know present in '80s um, oh, you know, right, uh, period exactly. pieces, and and this this series actually hit the nail with music, didn't it? No, oh, I, I agree, I agree, and I like how um, it's on Hulu where they release one episode a week, which I enjoy. That way, I can look forward to it each week instead of having to binge watch everything in that one same weekend. It kind of makes it more like a special event for myself. Do you? I know a lot of people like the Netflix way? model. I I do myself because that way. Me too. The, the whole Netflix model, like for like Stranger Things or something, like I'll watch the whole entire um, season in like one weekend and then I'm, you know, have to wait another year and a half for the next season. At least this is like I can look forward to it. I can talk about it with um, friends or whatever. I like it's it better. How, I think we're like programmed to love appointment TV. Right. Like even though, yeah, I mean, binging mm -hmm. is fun and everything, but having an appointment with a show, it's so yeah. exciting. And then it it's very 80s, right? Yeah, it's very 80s. It's very 80s. I love it. So, so after after the series, actually, I watched the um, documentary on um, on Chippendales. It's also on Hulu, which you know gave a lot more of the background and like um, was there stuff in the um, series that you know of that was that was different than the real life um, news story? Yeah. Well, uh, my character is not a, an official character in the real chronicle of what happened. Ah. Okay. Um, okay. And and <clears throat> pardon me. Andrew Rannell's character, who plays uh, Murray Bartlett's love interest and who finances the New York club and the tour, <coughs> he's also a fictionalized character. That's not a real character in the trajectory okay. of the story. Interesting. Okay. I mean, and the other part is we know very, very little about Steve Banerjee's wife, about Irene, Irene Banerjee. Like right. we know remarkably little, so a lot of that had to be filled in. But uh, yeah, I thought I um, saw in the documentary that her the real life wife um, didn't go into the club at all, where in this series, like she was the accountant, I believe. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that like I said, there's so little known about her. I, I think there's like I don't even think there's a photo of her out on public record. I, I, I'm under the impression wow. that wow, there's okay. like remarkably little known about Irene. Um. So that's why you had more say so in your um, your um, outfits and stuff for the series, huh? In the look I, of her. You know what? I mean, I guess because we're not comparing it to a picture, but right. if they would have had a female lawyer at that time in Los Angeles, I imagine this is what she was wearing. Right. Yeah, I think it would. It's very believable. Very, very <laughs> Joan Collinsy. It was yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. Phenomenal, phenomenal job. That is so awesome. I want to talk about a couple other cool things. Um, you do a lot of voiceover work. Um, looking at your IMDb, um, Overwatch 2 uh, being one of the more recent uh, uh, projects. Uh, I was curious what came first, the acting or the voiceover work? I mean, if you look at origin stories, isn't it all the same? I mean, I started as an actress. Like, that, the goal was to be an actress. But, of course, I loved cartoons. I loved Mel Blanc. I loved right. all of oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I was always doing crazy voices in shows and plays. Like, whenever I did anything, there was always a, a character voice or an accent or a thing. 
Um, I went to I went to acting school all through my childhood, and I went to college and got a BFA at Emerson College uh, in acting. And all throughout, like I, I loved doing these big characters. So I got my first voiceover job while I was in college. I had I had like a just like a little passing one, and that was my first time saying, "Ooh, I like this. This is like fun. <laughs> this is great work to do." Uh, and then when I moved to New York years later, uh, I started doing these like really terrible off, 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 off Broadway shows and like you know, terrible indie films. But producers kept coming up to me and telling me how great my voice was. And so I got pulled into the studio to audition for some voiceovers and started booking them fast. And that's when I said like, oh, this is really fun. I'm still getting to be super creative. I'm still getting to like take direction, having to emote, having to do things, but I get to wear whatever I want. And yeah, I get you can to wear your pajamas. I, want. I can age <laughs> it up, age down. No, pajamas. No, I like, I'm like a platform boot and okay. dramatic <laughs> dresser. Like, I don't want to look like the nurse on the left. I want Okay. Like, Even if you're not being seen up. on camera, you, you still yeah. want to dress. Yeah. The, you know, put, you know, put it all that together. Was, I, I get it. That that's great. That's great. So, so they both sort of happened in tandem. Um, my voice, I've been, my voiceover career really took off maybe, like, is it 15, 15, 20 years ago is when my voiceover started to take off and it started with mostly commercials. And then during that is when I first did Avatar, The Last Airbender. That was my first big animated gig. Um, and then I've done a bunch of video games since then. And the Overwatch fandom has been like the most exciting, big, yes. you know, affecting part of my, my voiceover career. Like it really has brought me into the world of the gamers and brought me into the convention circuit and to be all over the world. So it's been really special. Nice. Did you actually play the game yourself? I have such terrible hand-eye coordination. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Like, we think I must have like a left-right disorder, like or something, something just that, right? So I have played really, really, really badly. I'm very bad at it. Right. Yeah. Well, Star Wars is one of my biggest fandoms, and I saw that you did the Old Republic onslaught and Star Wars awesome. Squadrons recently. Yeah. Old Republic, Shadow yeah. of the Raven. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I love working in the Star Wars universe. Uh, yeah. My favorite has been doing Lord Zash for the Old Republic. Old Republic, it's Rise of the Hutt Cartel. Great Sith Darth. She's like amazing. She's How does really, she sound? Um, she's got this real curl to her voice. She's always plotting things. She's, she's like really fun apprentice. She's, yeah. she like, she's great. She's super <laughs> evil. Awesome. You can like hear her twirling a mustache she's really good she's fun <laughs> wow so yeah. many great great games uh grand theft auto and red dead uh, redemption are two of the most popular video games of all time and, and you're a part of those franchises as well wow yes i've done a bunch of stuff for rockstar i, you rockstar. Know, I live in new york and that's and so rockstar who does uh, red dead and has done all the gta's so i've done a bunch of gta's and it's, it's been great. And then this crazy project I'm working on now, ironically, ends up being in GTA. It feels oh, yeah? very full circle. Uh, yeah, I did. So I well, I started, this is, so I do this podcast about creators in the metaverse. It's coming out any minute now. Uh, it's called cool. the MetaStyle Podcast. And it's about Throw it out. ways to get into the metaverse. And one of the people that I talked to in it and who I talked to on my 
Twitch stream earlier is this actor named Sam Crane, who goes by the name Rustic Mascara, who started this project <laughs> where he started doing Shakespearean soliloquies in Grand Theft Auto, like during the pandemic. He started <laughs> like having his avatar in GTA, like do these Shakespearean monologues. And sometimes he'd get blown up or run over. And sometimes <laughs> he'd get a crowd of people to listen. But meanwhile, <laughs> it felt like what Shakespeare felt like back in the 1200s when it was written, where you really didn't know what was gonna happen. And it was really improvisational and very exciting and, and sort of like rough and tumble and cool. Anyway, he got a lot of attention for doing this project of doing these soliloquies and he winds up deciding that he is going to do a full production of Hamlet from <laughs> casting to production in GTA, GTA. So a documentary was made about it and I was the token American and it was all of these fabulous British actors, mostly like all these stage actors from Britain yeah. and me as Horatio. And so we wow. did a full production on July 4th and it was amazing. You can watch it on YouTube. If you just look up uh, GTA Hamlet, you could find it or Rustic Mascara. Yeah, it's awesome. And we're up for a stage award next week in London. Oh, wow. We're up for the Innovation awesome. Award. I know. So that's really cool. So I'm excited to do more of those. Congratulations. Hope like you grab the award. Funny way to be doing like another thing in GTA. I actually have a voice in Vice City. I do a, a character in Vice City Stories. So like we've mm -hmm. had during rehearsals, our cast go see me in, in the game. It was very funny. It was a, a wacky, crazy confluence of worlds. Awesome. Well, I never, was curious. Never thought. Yeah, I know, right? Never thought I'd see Shakespeare in like um, Grand Theft Auto. Dude, <laughs> it's crazy. It, yes. It's so wild. It's just wild because you really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. production, at one point, our plane crashes, our blimp blows up. We have to have <laughs> snipers to keep people right. from shooting us. It was. It just. It was outrageous and so engaging and so accessible. Like. It's a way that you can see this kind of work going forward and having the energy that it originally had when it was written. Like oh. now when you think of Shakespeare, it's so stiff and blah, 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 sure. blah, blah. Right. And that, but to have it where you actually know what's going on and you're engaged and you get to follow and you're in a game, it's like, it's, it's like very exciting. Wow, I'm very intrigued. That's yeah. cool. We'll have to look out for that. And of course, on YouTube, GTA Hamlet. Well, yeah. uh, Jen, are there any um, like dream projects left or, or things that you want to do, uh, actors or directors you want to work with uh, left in your endless. career? Endless, right? Endless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Endless, endless. I want to do so many things. I mean, I'm, ha I'm, I'm having a really good, exciting, creative time right now. Nice. Uh, so I'm working, like I said, on the podcast. I've been working on doing the the gta hamlet project yep. and wherever that's gonna lead i always want to do more games i would love to do more of the on-camera work i'm having such a good time with it um any other crime stories you'd like to be a part of yeah oh what other crime story would i want to be a part of so many good ones i could see like a good like nancy kerrigan oh, one or like no yeah. how about mm, yeah, that's been done with i Tara robbie that yeah. yeah you know what, what i always heard about i heard about um, Susie Essman from Curb Your Enthusiasm, she always wanted to do a series about 
these like, you know, there are these like epic department stores in New York and in the New York suburbs and these like, like dueling fashion uh, you know, icons who are like buying, but they're very New York and they're like buying different clothes and they're competing right. with who carries what. And where. I want that <laughs> job. I That'd would be like good. That would be a really fun, I would like to see <laughs> that project. Susie, if you're watching this, I would like that job. Yeah, yes. she's great. So from Susie all of is so funny yes. when she yells at Jeff Garland. Oh, I love it. And love, yeah, yells Larry. at Larry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Jeez. It's so love good. Love. Now, I can see an updated, like, uh, I can see Amy you Fisher story. Enthusiasm, by the way. Oh, yeah. You can be... see an updated, till we in here. Oh, Amy Fisher story with, like, Joey Buttafuco. Oh, they my God. Some, yeah, for some, sure. Some right? made-for-TV movies back in the day, but I don't think they have done any recent, like, long series on it. That was a crazy story, the Amy Buttafuco story. <laughs> all, the, all the crazy shit came out in the 90s. Amy all the crazy Fisher. stories, yeah. All the crazy yeah. murders. Yeah, like, news is News is boring nowadays. I know. Well, well, I hardly say that. I'm sure well, that there are plenty. There's some crazy stuff going on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is interesting, though. For more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see. Awesome. Well, Jen. Fun. Wow. We thank you so much for chatting with us here here on Below the Belt Show. So, if you could, before we let you go, do a little promo. Let us know who you are. Throw out your character from Welcome to Chippendales. Throw out a catchphrase, maybe like a reference below the belt, because our our you know our show name is Below the Belt Show. <laughs> so. <laughs> Love it. Uh, hey, this is Jen Cohn, and I play Cheryl Levine on Hulu's Welcome to Chippendales. And you can watch Chippendales or this show below the belt. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Let's do a uh, snapshot. All right. All right. On the count of three, one, two. Awesome. Jen, thank you so much. And thank you to PR Machine. Guys, total pleasure. Thank you. That Thank was really you. Fun. Yeah. Check out come back all, come back all again. the episodes yes. on Hulu. I would love oh, yeah. to. Yeah, I'd happily come back. Cool. Thank you, yes, guys. It's a great series. Check it out. Yep, I'm Hulu, really all eight episodes streaming. Thank you. Do you need my social media handles? Just throw it out. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm everywhere at Hey, It's Jen Cone, but my dominant places to find me are Instagram and TikTok. So that's where. But if you're a gamer, I'm on Twitch. And I've been simultaneously streaming on TikTok and Twitch lately, all sorts of streams that are gamer-centric, advice streams, styling streams, blah, blah. Check it out. Awesome. Oh, great. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. Have a great Thank night. You, Thanks for Take care, right. guys. Thanks. See you. Thank Bye. you, PR Bye. Machine. Bye. And Rachel and Mike and everyone else. <laughs> and everybody. And the crew. Okay. Thanks. All right. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.